Warning, what you're about to hear was intended to make you laugh a lot. If you listen to the show and feel inspired, then that's awesome. But if you're easily offended or just can't take a joke, you should turn this off right now. Otherwise, turn this shit up and hang on. Welcome to the ghetto. Alright, welcome to another episode of The Getup. I'm your host, JP, and today with me, I have Adam Seymour. Am I saying it right, Seymour? 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 How do you say your last name? Seymour. It is Seymour, alright. Seymour, nevertheless. (laughs) How long have you been saying that shit for? Just made it up. Just made it up right now. (laughs) Just now. So what's up, Adam? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty awesome, man. Alright. Hanging out, enjoying another... uh, cold michigan yeah, day sun, michigan sunday i know yeah. man i had a busy ass day yesterday and i'm like feeling it today holy crap i was yeah. up till like two watching a ufc fight i my girlfriend does crafts we did wouldn't did a craft show then my work party downtown went downtown and then came home and watched the ufc fight till two and then i woke up at like four with like feeling like i had all this drainage in my chest and stuff so it's just like been a rough sunday yeah man. So Adam, nice little recoup day for you. Yeah, then. right. And then I'm doing this too. So sorry if I sound a little off for anybody that listens. Adam is uh, a pretty phenomenal tattoo artist, and it's uh, you know I've always been interested. It's funny I do the the wood burnings, and I'll show you some when we're done. But like I pe- see the samurai. Yeah, I did the you samurai. Made, yep, that's dope. I like that. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> that's why I kept that one. I really like it too. And then I got the uh, you know obviously the table. Yeah. I designed that logo just for this table, but. Uh, it's funny because like people see the the stuff that i've done and they're like oh you should do tattoos and it was like man everyone's always thinking like tattooing is just like this thing you just jump into and it's so easy and that was why i reached out to you because like you've done a tattoo for me and for my girlfriend you've done quite a few of my family members uh my sister autumn and uh sandra and justin tomei like you've done a a bunch of of my family's tattoos (laughs) so i was like oh i'll reach out to adam and see if you know if you wanted to talk about that like how did it all start like like how long have you been tattooing first of all so i've been tattooing for almost 10 years 10 years okay yeah so 10 years now and that's in including my apprenticeship my apprenticeship was about a year long okay so um although i was tattooing almost right away right (laughs) obviously yeah what what like what, what led to it were you always artistic uh yeah yeah, man, I, I, my parents growing up, uh, they always encouraged me to, uh, to do my art and draw and, and paint and. Uh, Guy shows up with a Bob Ross t-shirt on too. He's <laughs> <is> my hero. <laughs> happy trees. You ever tattoo some happy trees? All day, baby. Sometimes I like to, uh, <laughs> I get all my best material from Bob Ross. Okay. To a happy little tree. Yeah. Smiling little squirrel in there. Right. So you, uh. So yeah, so your parents fostered the artistic. Yeah, you know, in anywhere, like when we would travel, go camping, whatever. Um, I was always finding the street artists that were airbrushing or painting or 
doing glass blowing or something, and I and sometimes I would just my parents would have to leave me there because <laughs> they weren't getting you out of there. Uh, no, I, I would just sit there for like an hour or two while they ran off, did their own thing. They could just <laughs> leave you. Yeah, they're. You can't do me. that nowadays. You can't be leaving kids anywhere. <laughs> no, no, I mean it's crazy. Isn't that, isn't that nuts? Yeah, like that's like one of the things like with my kids. You know, I, my daughter's ten and my son's fifteen, and it's like when I was my. When I was my daughter's age, I was running my neighborhood. And it's like, I can't imagine my 10-year-old daughter running around in these streets, all the craziness that you see going on. I mean, they knew where I was at. They weren't yeah. far, you know. They, <laughs> they, they knew you like, weren't going anywhere. Yeah, they knew <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. They they ran off and went to the next store or whatever down the, you know, down the right. way. And I would be there watching them painting. So did you ever get into painting and stuff, too, or airbrushing? Oh, yeah, I love painting. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. it... it, it have being an artist and being uh diverse in what you do it, it's i feel like it's important yeah because um say you're stuck on a certain problem and you're trying to come up with a new technique whatever um sometimes going into a different media will give you a a, a different perspective of what you're doing right because they're not all the yeah. same techniques for everything yeah no. yeah i've been playing around a little bit with watercolors because it's uh it's good to mix into the wood burning sometimes because you can add a little bit of color, you know, and because it's so translucent or, you know, like it's not such an opaque color yeah. that like it lets the wood burning still come through but adds a little bit of color to it. So I've been playing around with that a little bit. Yeah, watercolor is fun. A little, yeah. little less control. Man, it's nuts. Yeah. You can watch some crazy videos of people and it's like it's just a mess of colors and then it comes together to be this like beautiful thing that i can't even do at all yeah i can't do it either. <laughs> don't feel bad <laughs> did you ever, so did you ever mess around with airbrushing too i've, I've dabbled yeah. in that yeah and wasn't very successful yeah i have a couple iwatas iwata you know? okay so i you know get into I, I like to airbrush some of my even like some of my like oil and mixed media paintings okay i'll just come by and do like you know highlights whatever with really them. All right. Yeah, I've seen people do stuff like that. It always amazes me, like, the depth that can be created with airbrushing. When you see some of the stuff that people do, like, especially on motorcycle tanks and stuff yeah. like the cars and stuff, it's like, man, how, like, the when they do the smoke and stuff, and it's like you can see the depth in that, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's like a whole other game. I, I was actually <laughs> looking for an airbrushing apprenticeship really? uh, before tattoos. Okay. And, um, so a lot of my designs and artwork and I was gearing up more for that. And then, um, when I was introduced to my girl, she was a tattoo artist and she saw all my work and she was like, Oh, we gotta get you going on some fruit, man. Yeah. So, so what did you start practicing on? Like some, uh, what is it? Uh, oranges. Oranges. Okay. Yeah. Oranges. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just I've heard like melons and stuff like for bigger pieces and mm, I mean <laughs> yeah. Well, you want an orange? You want something kind of small? A lot of people think it's like it's practice because it's like skin, and it's not. Uh, it's not at all like skin. Uh, what's what's more important is building the muscles and being able to do a straight line around a curved surface. Okay. So that's what. Yeah, because your skin, you, the things that you're tattooing aren't perfectly flat. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And and like you take the size of an orange, and if you place an orange pretty much anywhere around the body, it's about the size of an elbow, size oh, okay. of a fist, the size of a shoulder. Shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are all the areas you're gonna be tattooing. Right. Know? So the, the the popular common ones. Yeah, we're just. So so how many oranges did you go through? 
A lot. Uh, a lot. We were pretty healthy around that time. <laughs> Lots of vitamin C. <laughs> no, you, well, you would eat the orange afterwards? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Absolutely. You can't, you can't let it go yeah. to waste. <laughs> the ink wouldn't go into the into the fruit? Like the nah. E- even if the ink went into the fruit, you can... It's it's edible. It's really? Not, yeah. So it's like food? Yeah, it won't hurt. Well, it's not food. I wouldn't well, it, well but... some things are like food grade. Right. So, like, it's okay to consume. Like, it's not going to kill you. Yeah, like, paintballs. Paintballs are food grade materials. Like, right. everything in it, you could technically eat and not be hurt. Yeah. It, you, you'll just pass it. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's just a carbon <laughs> metal. <laughs> so, just some metal, some carbon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, my, my shit's colorful this week. Must be that orange. <laughs> yeah, you might have some streaks. I don't know. So, how long did you, did you practice? Doing that, and I've also seen like now, like you can go online and buy like tattoo kits that come with a pen. You know, like the the, the tat is it a pen? What do you call it? The the actual machine so, that you're using. So yeah, so the whole the machine the needles is and called everything. yeah. The machine is just called the machine. Okay. And then depending if you're having like, uh, like say a traditional machine is is kind of uh. It's made with like a magnet or two magnets and a and a metal bar. Right. That's where that sound comes from. Right. Is the metal bar smacking into it's the vibrating magnets. right yeah. between them. And then there's rotary machines where um, there's very little to no sound, and it's just kind. Of, it works similar to like a drill. Okay, you know what I mean. So All right. it just has a a motor that constantly spins. Yeah, well, I've seen like so. you can get fake skin now. That yeah. like like you can the get like slabs skin. of like rubber skin to practice on yeah. and stuff. It's you so, can, you can even weird. get like those. Uh, I I noticed that people are tattooing the naked cats. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Those... Yeah. They got big rubber naked cats. <laughs> <What>? That's <laughs> and, weird. Yeah, and uh, I, I uh, <clears throat> at our shop we had uh, one of our guys. He painted uh, a thirteen-inch long dildo. He painted. <laughs> He tattooed, uh, what do he, he tattooed, uh, um, uh, President Trump with a bunch of swastikas around him on oh a giant God. dick. <laughs> that was awesome. What, uh, so how long did you, do you think you practiced before you, uh, you actually started messing around with the real skin and how nervous were you? That's gotta be fucking nerve wracking. Uh, so, okay. So the, uh, doing on the fruit, I never did it on fake skin. Uh, the rubber skin. Uh, I tried it once, but it, it was just, it's really hard um, material. And uh, I don't think it really trains you all that well. No. Nah, not really. It's okay. Does it, does it like stretch? So, because I know like nah. that's one of the things, right? Like keeping the skin tight. So, like trying to stretch out the skin when you're. You're tattooing to nah, it doesn't really doesn't really do that. Yeah, the best way to do it, it, the old school way to do it, is get yourself some pig feet or a pig head. Really? Yeah, and tattoo that. All right, I've heard of pig skin using pigs. I just didn't know you just get like the feet or the head or something. Yeah, you just get like a foot or some like crazy pig heads out there somewhere in the world. Tattoo it. (laughs) Make a soup later. So, (laughs) so the process of getting involved in that that whole scene is what the apprenticeship usually comes first right yeah so each apprenticeship is going to be different you, you based know, on what the shop owner yeah ba- or, who, based or the artist on, that you're yeah based on the artist uh mine was uh mine was nice because it was my girl you know she <laughs> <laughs> so we had, you know now how long had she been tattooing she was tattooing for only a couple of years three years when she started teaching me Okay. Um, and then her mentor, 
uh, Sebastian Murphy, he he took over and um, had me come in. It was his shop. Now, Sebastian, that's a name that I'm pretty sure I've heard before, too. Oh, yeah. He's uh he he's been on Ink Masters. Okay, that's and, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. So yeah, he's kind of a Detroit legend. Kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big deal. You know, he's a cool dude. Um, yeah, he he uh, this was before he was you know on Ink, Ink Masters, Masters and all and that. Yeah, it was just before all that. So I was pretty lucky that to be able to be in his shop and learn under him and. Uh, yeah, and his shop was on uh, Eight Mile and Ryan. Okay. So it was kind of like on the border of the hood, you know. Yep. Yeah. So it was a excellent place to learn. All right. Uh, very very busy, and uh, the uh, dynamics of people that would be coming in is just yeah. yeah it was something. Every day. It's, it's kind of funny because <laughs> to go from like a shop at Eight Mile and Ryan for for people listening, if you're not familiar with Detroit, Eight Mile is besides the title of an Eminem <clears throat> movie is like the border between Detroit and the suburbs, like literally eight mile. And that's, there's a lot of stuff on eight mile. All the strip clubs are on eight mile. All the dispensaries are on eight mile now, you know, so in, in the tattoo shops being down on eight mile. So that's why it's like to be in the shop where you're at now, where you're in, what is that? Uh, Clawson. Clawson, which is like the total opposite of a fucking eight mile. (laughs) Oh yeah. Complete day and night. Oh yeah. I bet. (laughs) But uh, eight mile living, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll see some things down in eight mile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, I did uh, when I used to do deliveries. I uh, delivered right by eight mile and Ryan, and someone got shot and killed. We yeah. like we heard the gunshots, and then the next day I had to come back to the lady's house, and she was like, "Yeah, that was that was someone on the next street over. Yeah, got shot and killed. Oh, oh, kind of crazy. Man, we had a uh, we had a guy come in covered." in blood and ripped open really yeah he had cuts everywhere all over him and uh he was all out of breath and uh my piercer matt he comes back he's like hey adam i i got a client out there for you and i'm like oh okay you know i come up <laughs> not expecting to see a, a like, guy looks like he came out of a murder scene <laughs> yeah he looks like he came out of a murder scene dude uh, and he's like uh yeah man uh how much do you think it's gonna be to to go ahead and uh, fix this tattoo right here on my arm, man. There's this huge gash in it, and I'm like, uh, bro, what are you doing here? Nine one one. Why man. are you here? Like, why are you here? He's like, oh, uh, you know, I just need to see how much it's gonna be to fix these tattoos up, and I'm like, doc, you need an ambulance, <laughs> man. You, uh, what? Are, you're bleeding everywhere, dude. You gotta go sit down, dude. I go to sit him down in the chair, and he just. Face plants right on the floor. Just right? passed out. Uh, no, he just no. face planted. Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. loss of blood or something, maybe. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think he was drunk or in a fight yeah, or something. something happened, but, yeah. you, you know, I kept him busy. Why? You know, Matt went ahead and called nine one one to get him some help. But, right. uh, but man, he was. Uh, That's got to be crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah, I bet that's not happening, Clawson, huh? No. <laughs> You're not getting no we, stab, stabbing, no, shooting victims, no, walking no stabbing, in that Clawson, yeah, asking about their tattoos running. that have been slashed open. Gee. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he. I think he probably was out. Was the one out causing trouble. Yeah. Got the better end. <laughs> <laughs> got, the, got the business end of whatever, whatever happened and was running and trying Man. to find a place to hide because he wasn't happy when the cop showed up. Oh, really? No, he was yeah. not. He was. He didn't want their help. 
uh, that, that's crazy. So for when you do an apprenticeship now, so like obviously you said it's like different between or you know wherever you go. What does it usually entail? Is it like you just kind of like learn what they're doing and they show you how to do things, or you're just the bitch that's sweeping up shop? Or <laughs> it's rare that you're gonna find an apprenticeship where the artist wants you there. Really? Yeah. Cause you, is so, it because you're just you're eventually gonna take work from them, or uh, no? Or you're just a, taking their it's, time? It's business, you right. know, and that's how apprenticeships work. You should, you know, you don't want to be like, oh yeah, come on in, man, you're so awesome. No, you want to be like, go away, fool. <laughs> you think you want to do like this hazing work? yeah it's hazing you know you got to go through the gauntlet you know right. i've been you know you know i've been uh shoot out of the shop a few times yeah so what do you, <laughs> you what do you learn during time. that that time because like at what point do you actually get to to work on doing a piece or work on someone when they tell you you're ready you know you gotta like for me um you know i was starting to get good with you know, decent getting the lines down the, the on the oranges. Down. Not, yeah, and I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty overzealous too. You know, I was like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, obviously, is yeah. it? You think that's the case with pretty much anybody that's doing like an apprenticeship? You're that's just anybody. like chomping at the bit, like, come on, man, come on, come on, let me in there. Yeah, it's like the the kid that never gets to start on the the baseball team. Come on, coach, put me in, put me in. I'm ready, I'm ready. Come on, it's just one swing. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you go to swing, and it's like Fuck a little mess. <laughs> <laughs> get nailed with the ball. Who knows? So. But, uh, you know, yeah, it, it, uh, I want to say it was probably mm, maybe like two or three months of tattooing uh, fruit, and then, and then eventually I tattooed myself. So I was going to ask, I've, I've known other yeah. people that have, like, their knees are just, like, their thighs and their knees are just mm-hmm. all tatted up because that was where they could get two hands. <laughs> One hand for the, the, the machine and the other hand to stretch out the skin. And... Yep. <clears throat> so I did my calf. Oh, your calf, okay. Uh, yeah, the side of my calf. Um, that that still had to have been kind of awkward, though. Yeah, you just kind of sit cross-legged right. and, just... and and do it okay. up, you know. Um, I was so freaking scared. I It took me maybe an hour before I could actually stab myself. Before I needle the skin? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop shaking. I... Because you're like, all right, this is for real, right? Yeah. I mean, at least if you fuck it up, it's on your body, but you probably don't want fucked up shit on your body either. No. no, no. I made it look like stone, so the shaking didn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> made sure I didn't have anything too clean, you know? Right, right, okay. Um, yeah, so that was a little terrifying. And then uh, all my first stuff is on one guy, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, my... Uh, my mentor, he said, uh, if you're going to do it, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You want your mistakes on one person. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So it's like someone just so, walking around like, yeah, I'm, I'm Adam's mistakes. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> I think I must I, be that for this one tattoo. I, well, you know what? Even though uh, it was my first stuff and, yeah, I did some of my mistakes on him. Those were still better than what he originally had. Had so, really, yeah. He he was really into. He's really into um, uh, growing artists. So okay. a lot of his stuff has been, you know, military people, tattoos. Right. People just doing it. You know, he's traveled the world getting tattoos, and and to me, I I don't look at those as necessarily as bad tattoos. Those are awesome. Those are yeah. memories that he got to share. 
he, you know, a few of them he doesn't even remember getting. I <laughs> <laughs> think the case for quite a few people. Yeah. Holy crap! So, so one guy's walking around as the the test dummy. Huh? That's that's nuts. I would have never thought someone would volunteer for that because you're always afraid of getting like the green tattooist. You know, that's yeah. like doesn't have all the skill and then ends up. I, I still have them. I, I still have them on my Facebook. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I still have them posted on my Facebook. I never took them down. That's cool. I, you know, I'm proud of my No, I can see yeah, that for sure, you know? you know, being proud of whatever you've done. Like, I've got stuff up for the wood burning yeah. that, like, my first stuff that isn't stupendous. Like, I had some of my first things for sale uh, yesterday at the craft show, but yeah. it was... Uh, you know they're marked down because they're there's things there's flaws that I see in some of my stuff that my girlfriend's like quit tripping no one's gonna notice that or I don't even see what you're talking about stop it and I'm like oh I can see where the the color of the woods a little bit different because I sanded right there and, and it's uh. I, I think you you know what I think that that really separates the masters from you know people that just do it right because honestly in order to be a master you can't just be compliant with what you just did you have to always be outdoing yourself and you're sadly probably never going to be satisfied right and <laughs> i don't ever feel satisfied like yeah. there's a couple times of pieces i've done where i've been like damn that's good but yeah. i'm like but that part right it's, there yeah. it's that fleeting. part right there is fucked up <laughs> shit oh i gotta do it again but i'm not doing yeah. it again no, that's a lot of time. <laughs> Man, so so you said the apprenticeships usually how many how long? A few months? Uh yeah, so um yeah, I, I think I was tattooing skin and Eddie. Eddie was the guy that I tattooed. I I tattooed him for like a couple of months. Wow. And then uh and then yeah, I was then jumping in the game. And, uh, you, it was, did you start off small? Like, do you start off with just like little things, or you get into like complex pieces? Because like, like, like shading and all that stuff, like the realism and stuff, was that like something that you just started practicing and doing right off rip, or was it something that took a while for you to get there? Yeah, it took me a while to get there, and uh, yeah, you just you do little, you do what you feel is good for you, okay. and and you know sometimes you do bite off more than you can chew and. And you have to figure it out. You know? Yeah, you can't. You don't ever. You can't be like, yo. Uh, so come in here real quick. <laughs> calling, calling a friend, <laughs> lifeline to, to help you out. No, you can't. Really? People... Yeah, yeah. Um, so anytime that I was uh, coming up on a on something that I didn't really understand or how to do, uh, Sebastian was right there to yeah. help me out and 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 figure out what the best best way to handle the issue was. You know, no matter what it was. And, uh, you know, I've made mistakes. I spelled something wrong before, you know. So I've got, it's funny because you did. So I've had, I had a tattoo done, two tattoos done by the same guy. Yeah. Years apart. So I didn't even know it was the same guy. Mm. And it was funny. So the first one was my son. And I've got his footprint up here and his name and his date. And he did the name good, but the date he fucked up. Like, he he did a totally wrong date Whoops. on one of them. And I was like, yo, dude, that's that's not what I gave you. That's wrong. And he's like, oh, shit, let me fix it, right? Or No, the first one's this one on my arm, which was a design that I came up with. And it literally says, like, skateboarding and snowboarding for life, right? And this is a, a snowboard, and that's a skateboard. And then it says for life all in there. And, cool. and when he did it, he messed up part, so it doesn't look exactly like the design that I drew up. And then I was like, yo, that part's wrong. So then he had to, like, try to fix it, and it looks okay. 
I know what's wrong, right? Yeah. So I go to get this footprint done on my son, and I went. I came around. I went to a studio up in Chesterfield, and uh, I can't remember the name, and it don't really matter. But I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. So at this point, I had these two. I got a dragon over here, and I got this one down in Roseville, I think, somewhere. And I'm like, yeah. So this one, I had a bad experience. You know, the guy that did this one, because he was like, oh, so you got tattoos. And I was like, yeah, so I want this. And he's like, yeah, I'm the one that did that one. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, I was like, well, I wow. hope you got better. And then he fucked up the date on this one. And then I was like, dude, you're fucking, you're 0 for 2 on me. What the hell? So I was like, oh, oh shit. Really I was like, I was like, dude, the date's wrong. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, the date's wrong. So then he had to, like, fix it. And it looks okay, but I can tell that it's fucking wrong, you know. like, And it's just like, god damn it. You know, so... And it was funny because it was in two different shops. Like, this was Gibraltar, I think. Yeah. And then this was out in, in uh, Chesterfield. And it was, like, two different shops, the same damn guy. And he even acknowledged it was him, and he messed this one up. And then he fucked up that one. And it's like, dude, you are not <laughs> redeeming yourself. Well, all those <laughs> screw-ups I've ever done, they still come see me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because well, you've gotten better, right? <laughs> yeah, get better. I mean, they get over it. They get over it. They get over it. I apologize. It makes I'm you like, unique, right? Yeah. yeah it makes so, it what's the worst mess up? Oh man, I don't know. Actually, the one of the worst mess ups that I ever did was on my buddy. Oh my! Oh, gosh. that's even worse, right? Oh, Something that you're best. gonna see over and it over was again. My best friend. You're gonna yeah, see him was... over and over again. So he's just gonna fucking put it in your face over and over again. Uh, oh, hey, what's up, Adam? This thing's still fucked up. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, he did for a while. <laughs> was... At least like some people, you'll never see him again, right? I... Right. Well, you know, live life as you live forever, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, I uh, I just got into an argument, so I was like a little bit flustered. You know what I mean? And then, like, I was doing something complicated, and I didn't quite pay attention to what I was doing because I was focused on other things. And, uh, <laughs> I, got, I, I, you know, I sat back, I looked at it, and I was like, well, you could probably see that this isn't going very well. And he was like, yeah, you know, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> In his mind, he's like, fuck, fuck, what is this guy doing? I was like, well, we got two options. We could, I could just ignore this spot and then come back to it later and we'll finish the rest. Or uh, we could just call it a night. So I'm going to just draw a black square and we'll start somewhere else. That's kind of what I did. But. Oh man! Just you know. tell people it's the monolith. You know, two thousand and one space. Yeah, Odyssey, you know? You know. <laughs> uh, we we worked it out. It's fine. It it looks good and everything. It's just just the the elements I was trying to put into the area and the size just wasn't going to work. And no, I, yeah, and I didn't know until then. <laughs> until, until you started going on like, oh, yeah and shit. then you're just like oh, okay well this uh this isn't gonna work out now so. how was that like were you like kind of panicking like freaking out inside a little bit um yeah yeah you do you panic and was, it, was this relatively like still new in the beginning of your tattooing career no not, I, you know maybe i don't know four year four or five okay. years in so you know so even at four or five years, yeah, things yeah. can still happen, still and happen. you're still learning, and and um, yeah, you know, 
So you just have to go from whatever mistake that you made and, and just and just realize, yo, okay, what you're doing is wrong. So stop and figure it out. Right, you know, stop, step back. take step back and take yeah. a look at it. Yeah, and the you know, and I for me, I never try and hide my mistakes. I, I go, Hey, this is this isn't working out or this happened, so we gotta we gotta figure it out and and work around it. Luckily, that does. It's Doesn't happen often. No, it happens like maybe four or five times. You know, right. <laughs> out of the thousands of people and hundreds of people that right. have tattooed over the years, it's it's only happened like four. So, five when you first started off, did you just start off like black and white, or were you color and everything right away? I some was, of the pieces I've seen that you do, like the colors are crazy. Like the ones you did on my sister you. with the. The, the camera and stuff, and it almost looks like yeah, watercolor, the pastel. Like, it looks cool. The, in the film, I think she's got one on her foot that you did, too. The, yeah, so yeah. it's like like that. The color looks brilliant. I mean, is that something you jump into right away, too? or? So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's a personal type of thing. You know what I mean? For me, I jumped into it pretty much right away because yep. people were asking for color, and I learned, I figured out how to get color into the skin pretty well and and quickly is there is there different techniques for it or yeah really yeah there's a lot of different techniques for for color and for uh the style of artwork right you know depending on the style of artwork you have to change how your machine is running the types of needles you're using Mm -hmm. yeah everything well i know like the types of needles being like the, the groupings that have more needles or whatever to do like bolder lines versus like less needles for thinner stuff but like what 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 how would you how does the adjustment of the machine come in because i know like it's like, like a regulator right you're you're adjusting how how much energy is going to it so how much it vibrates right isn't that what the usually the other little machine is yeah, there like that the, how many strokes you can get out of it per second yeah that that uh that's what you're adjusting uh so if you're slowing it down um you can get more of what's called a pepper shade okay you know, it, it, you kind of speed up your hand slow down the machine and kind of gives it a pepper shade it's like uh it's kind of like used in old school okay uh tattooing um or you can speed it up and and get a get a little bit smoother gradient um when you're doing lines you want the machine to run be running pretty pretty strong pretty, so, pretty fast yeah pretty fast so okay that way you don't have like gaps and skips right Nah, you know it, it just really all depends you know and, and and then like adjusting the pressure of how that how you're applying that, right that yeah that i'm applying is um important too you know so and 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 uh how far your needle drag is out you know i i drop my needles a little further when i'm doing lines as opposed to when i'm doing shading um, and what does that do so uh, it just gets to the skin a little bit deeper, and okay. and uh, you have more saturation, so of ink. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, with color, uh, color techniques, man, that's that's a that's a lot. You know, you gotta you, you kind of have to uh, learn how to how to blend and shade. I I kind of go back and forth from like. I'll go in and I'll do my dark shading and then I'll do some of my lighter colors and then I kind of 
get a nice smooth blend in between those two. Those two colors. Yeah. Now, is that just like, like literally like, okay, here's this color and tattoo it and then the other color. And then you mix those two paints, those two pigments together to create that blend. Cause so, obviously you can't like just drag it from one. <laughs> so say I'm doing a, a, a red ball. Right. And I want that red ball to look like it's a 3d ball. Right. So it's going to have the gradient like that, of like, color. Yeah. Right. In depth. Um, I might use nine different reds. Really? You know what I mean? To get the, the desired effect. Yeah. So I might go from, you know, like a, a, a dark red to a crimson to, uh, you know, a ruby and really, and then a, yeah. And then I have, you know, dark, uh, light red, right. Lipstick red. I, I got tons of reds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I, but you know, I might have anywhere between three to seven different colors just to do one color. Right. Is it, I mean, and that's, that's clearly, that's going to be something that's different than like when you're painting, right? Cause like when you're painting, you can kind of almost drag the color that you already laid down into the oh. other one sometimes to, to kind of blend them right there on the spot versus if, I'm assuming when you're tattooing right. that you're like, you have to fill up the needle with that color. That's going to be the next in the line of that progression. Right. So, so with painting, you have a little bit di- different uh, physics to it, right? You know, you're you're painting on a flat surface, and um, and you're in in your brush too, right? right? You can get one side of your brush can be white, and the yeah. other side of your brush can be purple, and then the way you angle the brush on the can on the, the canvas, yeah. you can literally make blended purple and white right uh uh flower petals and and do it like that but you can't do that with a tattoo machine so so yeah you kind of have to work with like one color at a time and 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 be able to blend those together so So, that blending process that's got to be a little bit harder then right uh yeah yeah that takes a little bit of time because you have to learn how to um you have to learn uh how one the inks like how to blend the colors first of all and then second of all if your inks heal up you got to know how your inks heal up later because so like what it's going to look like once it's done yeah because those colors are going to be different wow yeah so so i mean besides practicing on eddie what was his name ed eddie Eddie. so besides practicing on eddie like how do you know those how those colors are going to heal up i mean is it i mean from just experience like i use this color and this is what it looked like later on or yeah you have a general idea and then uh and then and then look at how it went now wouldn't it be different from person to person though too based on how their skin heals yeah it's going to be different from person to person um different shades of people are going to you know, are going to look different too. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and then time of year, that that makes a difference. Really? You know, uh, so during the summer, everybody likes to get tan. Oh, that's and, horrible for tattoos, yeah. Uh, but yeah. What's, what's it do to the skin, though, for when you're actually working on it? Uh, well, if you're, if you're actually working on, like, super tan or burnt skin, it's horrible. Really? It, yeah, it, it doesn't stretch you know like just because it's all dried out uh yeah i don't know whatever the sun does to the cells of of the skin it just has like a different consistency and and then on top of that it's hard to see 
past that tan right where if you got a good solid line or not right okay because the bruising and everything else kind of like comes comes through a little bit brighter so you so so it's a little hard to tell exactly if you got it you know perfect you know what i mean so but on lighter skin and the less tan you are um then the easier it is to see it so that's 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 crazy just you know, and dark folks too. You know, they get tan too. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing. Same the thing. The lighter they are and less tan they are, the better. Better. You know what I mean? Right. So, to see how it, you seem to, to laugh a little bit at the the whole sun and tattoos thing. Is, I mean, that's that's pretty proven, right? It, the sun fades the, fades tattoos. Uh, well, it 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 kind of fades the tattoos. Again, the tattoos are metal, so it's more your skin that it's fading and not the really. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's one. more your skin that's degrading and, and than the, the actual ink. Than the actual ink. Really? So yeah. and you're saying it's metal. So what is the, the ink generally comprised of? Uh, different metals and carbons and, and uh, different minerals that, okay. that make up blue. Or right, yeah, that make, make up the hues and stuff. Or yeah. make up yellow. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and not all ink is created the same, right? I mean, there's probably a bunch of different brands, and they probably all have different characteristics. And Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, no, a lot of the different inks that have different uh, consistencies and everything. I, I know our ink, um, we have a factory out in Brighton that makes the ink that I use. Really? And, uh, yeah, and we're just, we just became FDA approved. And So is that something you guys are doing on your own? Like, Yeah, any, anybody that's FDA approved is funded by the company. And okay. it's, you, that, that literally costs, you know millions so i mean like the 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 bright the the place out in brighton is that like a, a national company that just happens to be here in michigan or is that like something that you guys are starting to do on your own like we're going to put out our own line of ink oh no he's <clears throat> he the the guy who runs the ink is uh yeah he's the owner of the company he's he's grown it in the last 30 plus years oh okay so been in and, business for a while oh yeah he's he's super well known he's he's pretty famous uh, in the tattoo industry, and uh, yeah, he's cool. And, and he's based out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's yep, awesome. Of, That's really cool. Yep, vegan. So <laughs> no animals are hurt to okay. make our to inks. make things. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. All you vegans out there, all right. you're safe to get tattooed, my friend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. That's 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 cool. So I would. I mean, how many ink brands would you say are out there? I mean, is it a lot? God, I don't know. Uh, there's probably thousands, if, if, to my guess. You know, because it, it just feels like. I mean, from the outside looking in, it feels like the tattoo community is this like the, the not the tattoo community, but the tattooer community is like this close knit small group of people that got <laughs> their secrets. And there's yeah, there's I know they do like the big expos and stuff like that. And there's new technologies. Like we were when yeah. the last time I saw you and, and went into your shop, like I was talking to you about the machine you use because you don't have one of the big clunky top heavy machines anymore. You're using one that looked pretty low profile and like it wouldn't weigh a lot. Yeah, I'm using and, a rotary. And we were talking about like the changes in technology and stuff and and so I know that there's those advancements and stuff, but I wasn't sure, like, is there only a handful of, like, airbrushes? There's a handful of airbrush manufacturers, and that's pretty much it. And then there's, like, a handful of ink companies or airbrush paint companies that are specific to airbrushing, and that's pretty much it. And I kind of imagine tattooing being the same way. 
Is it not? Is it bigger than, I mean, just a handful of brands? Um, I think it grown, like right now, I think it's pretty, <clears throat> pretty large right now, only because there is so many new businesses and opportunity to grow. Um, once the market starts saturating with like, you know, the big dogs and then more rules and regulations, then, then you start seeing all that kind of stuff start tapering off. You know what I mean? And that's with any kind of business. Right. So, um, so that, yeah, as of right now, there's, there's thousands and within those people, all those hundreds of companies, you're right. They all, they all pretty much know who each other are and they, they, which is funny, is a lot of them, which a lot of people don't know, a lot of these companies are actually getting it from one or two companies. Right. So you're, they're just putting it, yeah. <laughs> brand names. That, yeah, they don't actually have – they're not actually making anything. They're right. Just, they're just getting it from somewhere else, putting yeah, their branding buy on it. from it. China and put, their you, you know, put a new brand on it, whatever. Now, how – so, I mean, like, obviously, going with someone that's producing all their own inks here in Michigan, there's less of a risk than, like, you're buying some ink from China. Because, I mean, like, that's the, the big thing with the, the vaping right now was a lot of the uh, – the counterfeit like vapes and stuff coming yeah. from China and all that were what's causing people to get sick and have all those lung issues. Like, is there a worry about that in the tattooing community as far as like the inks and stuff, buying things like that from overseas? So I, I never actually ran into any problems, uh, buying counterfeit ink. Um, I assume that it's probably out there, right? you know, um, I've never ran into it, but, um, I just don't see that the counterfeiters being, I don't see how it could be real profitable. Right, because <laughs> it's a smaller I mean? community. Yeah, right. it's a smaller community. Yeah. It's much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you probably got, no, no guys that are, you know, just making it out of a garage or something. Right. That actually really could happen. Yeah. So. And that's, that was some yeah. of the vaping stuff was happening. Yeah. It was like literally a company in China was just printing the packaging and then shipping it to people and you could make your own and package it up to look like this brand yep <clears throat> yeah and yeah Sorry it ends up getting people <laughs> sick and everything. yeah yeah, yeah it, it could happen but uh for for me it's uh it's nice because i work for the company that makes the ink right and i i've been in their factory i know exactly where it comes from and that's gotta nice. be kind of neat. Yeah, be a it, part of that and to see it and to, to see that part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually, it was funny because one of my clients that uh, that I tattoo, he he works for a company that that does, you know, work for companies that are trying to be FDA approved right. and everything else, and a construction company, and he he actually built our walls oh okay for, yeah and he was showing off all the tattoos that I was doing oh, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, what uh, what's the most common question you get about about being a tattoo artist? What's the craziest thing you've ever had a tattoo? That was that was on deck. That was one of mine too. (laughs) Yeah, where does have you ever tattooed a butthole? You know, (laughs) no buttholes yet. (laughs) No buttholes yet. I've tattooed everything that you have and don't, but (laughs) no buttholes yet. No buttholes yet. No top of the mouth. Yeah, no tongues. Really? Do you you get anybody to do the the lip? Yeah, I've done lips. Done a bunch of lips. Don't those go away after a while? 
Uh, not if you do them right. Oh, really? You can make Because <laughs> yeah. I've heard people like, oh, yeah, I get it, but after a couple of years, it'll be gone anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> no, if you, if you do it right, you'll be all right. What, uh, mm-hmm. what do you feel is like the craziest like trend that's shown up? To me, one of them is the eyeball shit. Like people tattooing their eyeballs. Oh, yeah, that, that's an that's injection. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know it's not like really, really getting in there with the tattoo gun, but like. Yeah, that's an injection. That, that had, you, you need like a syringe. And it goes underneath the membrane of right. that clear membrane. I, I forgot what that part's I called. But keep like everything the, away from my eye. Get out of here. Yeah, I like my eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm not sticking any yeah. needles in them. What uh, I mean, like, so what are the 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 trends that you've seen? Coming up? Like, uh, I know one for a little bit there was like uh, black light reactive or like glow in the dark inks. Yeah, a lot of people ask for that. Really? I, I don't have that, though. I don't have any. I, I only use inks that I trust. And then, um, like, a lot of the blacklight ink is, I'm not sure where it comes from. It comes from <laughs> right. different companies. I'm not, you know, if, if it's coming from companies that kind of are always switching their, um, you know, their their providers or makers, uh, it, that raises... You know Some red I mean. flags, a little, so a little red sketchier. Flag, so I'm yeah. like, eh, I stick to what's been around for a long time. Gotcha. Yeah, what's the trusted, tried and true. Yeah. What so. uh, how would you describe your style? Like what you know, it's like there's some people that'll do just like the sailor style, or there's some people that are like specialized in like koi fish stuff like that, right? Like, what would you? How would you describe your your style? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a. Maybe like a retro realism. You ever see one of those like retro movie posters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, it's more of a painted style, kind of okay. like that. Um, I can do black and gray. Uh, I've dabbled on portraits and yeah, and I I like doing uh, like photos of dogs and animals, and I like doing the bears and the happy little trees. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty little clouds. Pretty little clouds, yeah. Man, how long, I mean, like, on average, what do you think, how long is the, the piece take that you do? I mean, obviously, it depends on the scale and the detail and stuff, but, like, yeah. how, how how do you do that and sit there and not, like, cramp up and fatigue and stuff? I mean, I'm sure the tool helps now that you don't have one that's, like, top-heavy and really vibrating. Sometimes I don't realize <laughs> I'm cramping until I do. So, <laughs> that was a loud ass knuckle crack. Holy. All right. Yeah, uh, I can get a couple pops. You know, you just oh, sit there. Mics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, and uh, yeah, so you end up doing that every day, <laughs> right? So carpal tunnel coming soon. Oh, yeah. But uh, but but yeah, you you just it, I'm I'm so focused on what I'm doing. A lot of times I don't even realize you that. Know. Yeah. So and, and uh, I was I was tattooing the other day, and my client looked at the uh, at the clock and she was like, "Oh my God, it's four thirty! You know, we we've been here since 11. And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "I didn't realize time would go by that fast." And, you know, it's, right? It's kind of like that. You know, you walk in, you're it seems like it's going slow at first, just because you haven't really 
you know, you got to get the momentum going. Right, and, and, then, and also from the person getting tattooed, it's like, ow, ow, oh, man, this mm-hmm. is, oh, how am I going to do this? And then it just starts getting, like, numb and you get used to it. Yeah, you get into a groove, you yeah. know. You, you, you kind of fall into your own little thoughts or whatever. You play some on. trippy music, too, though. Like you yeah. had, like, some crazy, like, tribal music going on when I was there. Like, it was okay. some interesting <laughs> stuff. Probably, uh, probably the Who or something. It, it, I can't remember what it was, but it had like it had some crazy like drums and like it's a little darker and like oh. chanting and stuff. It, it was something interesting. You were like, I might have been in the Vikings. Or yeah, it was some Viking day. shit for sure. That's what it was. Yeah, it was some Viking shit for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm always listening to something crazy. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty interesting. It was funny to. Yeah, I try and find new stuff all the time. Yeah. So do you do you find that helps you like get into a groove the, the music that you're listening to? Yeah, I I sometimes I'll try and find something that is uh you know, like I have flower music when I'm making flowers. I have What the fuck is flower music? I don't know. Anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything you just you know like, what this makes me think of flowers. This yeah, is some flower like, music. Yeah, anything that makes you think of uh going through a meadow or something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and if you, you know, oh, if, you, if you're doing something a little harder, you know, you want something. Yeah, that, you're doing some like skulls. You want yeah, some fucking death yeah, metal. Ah. Yeah, death metal, or you know, maybe some Viking music right. going into war. You know, <laughs> going into battle. What's your favorite thing to tattoo? Ah oh, man, my favorite thing to tattoo. Uh, you know what? I don't really have a favorite thing to tattoo, but I have favorite. Like, I guess my, the thing that I like to do is when they really, like, creating a piece that people really love, you know, and, and that will help change who they are in their life and, and. There's something that has, know. like, significance to them. Yeah, right. something that, yeah, and, and honestly, it doesn't really have to be all that big to, to do that. Right, so. yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just like a little thing as a reminder of someone or little symbols and stuff like that. You know what? I did a literally just as a little boy floating, like holding strings to birds. And uh, it's like some book or whatever. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) yeah, I can see it really bad. Some book or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it made a whole lot. But you know what? She was, you know. she was in her seventies when she got her first tattoo. That was her first and only really? tattoo. Yeah, man, you, you that's got to come with its own challenges, right? The skin texture and everything's way different, different when you're older, right? Hell yeah, it's a little different. It probably takes different too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks it it, it even looks different as your tattoo. It's a little really? scary sometimes. <laughs> was that like uncharted territory for you? How many seventy no. year olds have you tattooed? Oh gosh, man, I don't know. I I. Uh, I've tattooed probably hundreds, maybe, you know. Really? Like, everybody asks, oh, what are you going to do when you're old and wrinkly and sagging? It's like, well, probably figure out what the next tattoo is. <laughs> so, like, so, so that was her first tattoo, right? But that was her first So tattoo. what made her at 70 decide to get a tattoo? Like, look, I'm imagining someone that's 70 getting tattooed has already got tattoos. Um, <clears throat> you know, I... I think there was like a bunch of things that were going on in her life that kind of made her want a tattoo and and got into it. Plus, she's probably, you know, it's familiar. She sees it around and and her excuse to me was, why not? Right. 
70-something years old. Fuck it, yeah. yeah. I mean, at that point, I'm, right? Fuck it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what are you going to do when you're old in that tattoo? I'm already yeah. old, fucker. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because, like, she's such an iconic woman anyway because she's always doing something for the city. And, really? and for other people, yeah. And it's kind of funny because her tattoo has actually became a part of that for oh, for her. You that's know? cool. It, it brings it. It brings a uh, opens up conversation and conversation to people that um, <clears throat> normally wouldn't happen. And also, too, it's a it's a book that a lot of other people would have read. So. Um, you know, you you end up making a new friend with familiar, familiar familiarity. familiarity. Yeah, <laughs> I did, you know I, what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that's cool. So, and and you never know where that's gonna go, right? And and especially with somebody with how much effort and work she puts into the communities, um, something like you know, someone like that with something like that, it's a big deal. It's important, you know. That's cool. And along that note, like, I don't know. I've always heard, heard like, oh, you know, don't don't go and pick the flash art. You know, tattoo <laughs> artists hate when you pick the flash art. I don't mind flash art. No? <laughs> nah. You can, you For can anybody unfamiliar with tattoos out there, flash art is like when you go in there and they got the books of tattoos that are like pre-drawn <laughs> ideas. That's flash art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. People, I, you know. I, I do my own thing. People ask me to do my own thing. That was flash art. But, yeah. then he, but then he just did shading. It was supposed to be solid black. And he was like, no, dude, don't, let me, don't do solid black. Do don't something do different. It. Do something different. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, go for it. But yeah. yeah, but that was flash art. Yeah, dude, people get the same stuff all the time. and That's fine with me. It, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't, I don't sit there and go, oh. It's their life, right? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I, that I really... Um, won't do is anything that's like uh, like uh, anything that's too sacrilegious like or or racist you know yeah. what I mean or, or like yeah, just, someone comes in and they're like yeah, yeah dude swastikas around my heart yeah no gang like no gang symbols right. per se like uh, no gang badges I'm not in a gang so I don't do gang badges um, you get requests though don't you no no did you down an email no, not really. No. Some, some like, some racist stuff, but not, not, too, not too bad. Yeah, not, not like bad. I, I, I feel like, like those oh, are man. happening with like yeah. they're having a party and they're doing that at their house. Yeah, th- you th- know. Yeah, it, I, I mean, dude, I had a guy, I had a guy come in and uh, you know he wanted a swastika, and I, I was like, all right, well, what religion are you, man? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, well, what religion are you? You know, are you are you Buddhist? Or are you? I was I was you know, wondering if you're gonna go there with that. And because uh, you know, originally that's where the swastika comes from, right? And it and, and it had I mean has like actually great meanings behind it, not yeah being a uh, a symbol for hate. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you're the Nazis it, took that and perverted it for for their yeah. Yeah, if you're getting it for for religious purposes, by all means, I don't want to be the one that gets right. in the way of that. I'm gonna do it perfect. But, you know, he was like, oh, you know, it's because of my German heritage. And I'm like, 
fuck? I'm German. I don't uh, want no swastika. I mean, get the right. fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. You know, yeah, I, got, right. I got, I got Jewish family members. I oh, got, yeah, you okay. know, I got a mom that's alive that would be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to have to go home and get the I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to do that. You know, and um, and oh man, you know, I was like, well, he's like, well, you know, before the before the Germans made it a bad symbol, it was a symbol of strength and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, short of giving you a history lesson. Right. I was like, if I told you you looked very gay today, <laughs> you'd probably take offense to that, right? He didn't, he didn't smile after that. And he's like, yeah, I think I would. And I was like, well, shit, man, 50 years ago, that just meant... You were happy. You were a happy dude. Right. <laughs> you look like you're happy. Yeah, but... But you wanted to uh, you wanted to bring it there, so here wow. we are. And then he just stood there for a second. And he's like, "So is that a no?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's no." Wow, it takes a lot for some people to get a hint, but that's crazy. Like that's that's uh, I and that's the situations I'd be like, "Man, what the fuck?" Like you know, it, it's ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you get them. It doesn't happen too often, and uh, a lot less now than it was ten years ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think now go now now lately with with all the awareness of people like on. Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that. like you you know, and I think a lot of what feeds some of that stuff is that people were just kind of like, oh, it's not that big of a deal right why should why well should i think matter, i think like you know i think that's probably still happening it's yeah. just it's just more in the privacy of their own home because yeah. because someone Discreet. taking the right or you know or like i said like the tattoo parties you know or something but the, their buddy that does tattoos it's already in in that belief system already yeah. is the one doing them yeah have you ever done those tattoo parties is that something that you would do or so or, what's the thought about that in the community I, so so um <laughs> So they made tattoo parties in houses illegal, uh, I want to say, like, maybe six or seven years oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so it really hasn't been have, illegal have, for very long. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and even then, I'm not even exactly sure. And that's got to be because of, like, health codes and all that shit, right? I mean, yeah, of course. Because, right? I mean, but, like, a tattoo actual shop has yeah. to, is all regulated. I mean, you, yeah. you see these guys are gloves and, and fucking plastic <laughs> over their guns and every, over their tools and stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the... Because that shit scared the hell out of me. I was like, dude, I'm not going to tattoo at someone's fucking house. Get out of here. Yeah, the, that can be scary. Um, I've never actually tattooed in a house. I, I know a lot of other artists have. Um, I just never had to. And, and it's, dude, it's a lot of work setting up yeah. all your stuff. And then, like, my chair is heavy. I'm right. Carrying yeah, because you want to be, like, dude. max comfort when you're doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a skinny dude. I ain't lugging that thing everywhere. No way. Um, yeah, and besides, I got a nice big room, and... Yeah, I got, I mean, and you got it all styled out, the way, yeah, you know, TV, all your stuff, you know where everything is. Yeah, I got heat, I got, you know, yeah. air, if I need air, I got, I got everything I need right there, why would I go anywhere else? <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was but, uh, such a weird, like, trend that yeah. just popped off, and... But, uh, you, you know what, conventions, conventions are like tattoo parties, 
Yeah. That's the level of tattoo party I like. You know, if I'm going to go to a tattoo party, I'm going to go to a tattoo party. Right. For right. like three days. I think that's actually the first time I talked <laughs> to you is someone had, uh, I was talking to you about working at one of the conventions doing magic or something for one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was like the first time I ever talked to you. And that yeah. was like, yeah, I I like, that. like 10, 10 years ago at least or more. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I really love Because there's a huge conditions. one that comes to Detroit. Yep. Yeah, um, so we actually um, we actually fund that one. We're we're the sponsors for okay. for the uh, Motor City Tattoo Convention, and um, yeah, thousands uh, thousands of people come. I've always wanted like, to go to one of those, and I've just I've never been able to make it down. Yeah, there's like three hundred artists there, and Man. they're all tattooing, and and, and it's like the world. And, ta- and they're tattooing there, so mm-hmm. you could go to this convention and get a tattoo from one of these world's best tattoo artists. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. Or that's kind of that's kind of cool. Open. Um, the world's best is usually booked for like yeah. a year or two. Yeah, in advance, right? Yeah, in they're advance. planning that shit. Yeah. yeah, and if you're, you know, if you're not paying a couple grand for the day, you're probably not getting inked. Wow. But um, wow. Yeah, but uh, but the other guys. There's like, they're they're apprentices, which by any means are no no joke, either. no joke right. either. You know what I mean? And and there's a lot of really good guys there that are available, and 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 a lot of new talent coming in, and uh, a lot of local talent and talent from, you know, it might be a chance to meet the guy from Japan, or it might right. be, you know, from France. We get people from France and. Uh, Italy and everywhere, all around the world. Do you see, so like, do you see tattooing's popularity? Especially, like, it might be harder to see when you go to a convention because that's specifically for it. But, like, to me it felt like maybe 20-ish years ago, like, getting tattoos and having tattoos was kind of, like, looked down on, you know. It was gangster gangster trouble. You know, it was was trouble, a troublemaker, you know. They got a tattoo. They probably do drugs and they're fucking doing this and that and shit and swing or whatever. And then it started becoming, like, way more popular in the mainstream, right? Like, Mm -hmm. way more and more people getting them. Now you can go to offices, the office that I work in, you know, I'll see people with whole sleeves and stuff. So it's become way more normal. So it did feel like there was, like, an uptick. Yeah. Uh, But now... That it's normal. Has it felt like the the amount of people coming in consistently that are not regulars, not someone that's already got tattoos, but like new people coming in fresh, has it seemed to drop off because it's become so common now? Um, no, I don't. I don't see it dropping off. You know, at all. Uh, in fact, I I see it blowing up even more because I, honestly, there's. There's like a shop every. There does seem to every, be more every couple up. miles, you know. Right. <laughs> There's a new shop and a new. I'm I'm number nine hundred and forty-five uh, in Oakland County. So really that means yeah, and they're already at. Um, they told me that they were at like fourteen hundred, something like that. And th- those are licensed for how many licenses are in Oakland County, and that's just Oakland County alone. Wow. So. So there's there's quite literally when I say there's thousands I mean there is quite literally That's thousands crazy. of artists all over Michigan. Now do you th- how much of that do you think is in, is like like maybe a group or something artists that bounce between multiple shops? I mean that's a, that's something that happens too, right? Like you might oh, yeah. be at this shop here a couple days, this shop yep. there a couple days. Yeah, that happens. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
um, I don't, I don't personally see a whole lot of that. Um, but I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's lots of it. Yeah, because there's artists that you know, there's there's artists that are really good and and you know maybe they got other things in their life, whatever, and they just need a spot for a day or two or right. for the week, and then they stay there and they find a spot where they can either rent or they have friends or whatever it is. Yeah, because I've seen some just, like, come and go, and it's like, did they close or did they just move? Or Yeah. Well, some people travel states, too. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, uh, here in Michigan, the, the on season is, you know, between these months and this month. And they'll just do a pop-up for yeah, those just, two months? Yep, and they'll just pop up for a All few right. months. And then there's times where, you know, we got a guy that goes to Alaska you know, I want to go to Alaska. Right. Oh man, I've I've been looking at land all over the place, including yeah. Alaska. That's a good spot. Um, but he'll make you know he'll make twelve hundred a day, fifteen hundred a day. Wow. And um, and and it's uh, you know, because there's nothing else to do except drinking and get tattoos. Apparently, and hunt. That's yeah, that's what hunt. I want. I'm I'm looking for land <laughs> to hunt. I'm like seriously, I've I've been looking up north for uh. For years up north Michigan, and I, I found some good spots. We put an offer on one, but like I'm looking for like 20 acres or something, you know. So like an idea, 20 acres up here or like up by like Higgins Lake where I'm looking, because it'll be for more than just hunting. It'd be for like camping in the summer. I've got the yeah. boat so that we can go to the lake and stuff, you know. Like I'm looking for all these other things too, but uh, hunting's one of them. And 20 acres is like forty thousand dollars yeah. up north, you know, or more. Yeah. Dude, 20 acres out west in, like, Colorado and in uh, Arizona and stuff, mm-hmm. 20 acres is, like, $5,000, $15,000. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. So, then, yeah, so that's what I was looking at, but, like, Alaska would be one of those, too. Michigan's one of the more, more pricier states. and we, we keep it that way so we can keep our lands. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is, uh, is Texas. Yeah. Texas is almost 100% privately owned. Yeah. Where, like, there's other states that are, like, 50%. Like, I think Utah or maybe it's South Dakota, North Dakota, one of those is, like, 50% state-owned, 50% private. But Texas is totally private. That's crazy. Well, that's what happens when you have a state full of billionaires. (laughs) Right. They just buy (laughs) everything up. Yeah, they just uh, buy it all up. Yeah, they just buy everything all up. And they're like, well, this is my state and my (laughs) land, so can we just, like, not be America anymore? Yeah. (laughs) Can we just be Texas? Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's crazy, but they also have, like, great hunting. Like, yeah. You can get all kinds of licenses over the counter. That's the other part that I've been looking into is like, what tag can I get over the counter versus a draw, like a um, a drawing? So like here is a lottery for bear in Michigan, oh, and it's okay. a lottery for elk because there's not a huge elk population. There's a much bigger bear population than elk population. Right. But uh, it's a lottery. So but what Michigan does for bear at least is if you enter consecutively for so many years, then you'll automatically get it this one year. So oh, it's like nice. guaranteed you're gonna get it after so many years consecutively oh, of not cool. getting it. So uh, yeah, because you <clears throat> you pay into it either way. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got to pay that. You're paying that fee to apply for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're general. I don't know how much the Michigan license is. I know for out of state hunters, shit gets expensive. Like, yeah. Because there's a huge fee for being an out of state hunter. Well, and honestly, I don't see a problem with that. You know, it's it, it again. It helps. It helps keep our state lands. State yeah, lands. yeah. Well, it's and it's it's uh yeah for sure because yeah. there's a there's a huge like oh yeah 
keep it open to the public so everyone can go. Okay. You know, that part sucks when, like, if there's not a lot of good state land around you, then it's like, oh, man, where am I going to go? I got to know someone with some property, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. What What are your stance? Are you, uh... Have you ever hunted or not not for it or so I used to I used to hunt with my dad but we never caught anything. No. Never <laughs> no, I've never, never caught anything either. I've no, shot I've a never, few things but I've never caught anything. Never, well, I make fun of my girlfriend because she says that. My girlfriend's like, Oh, did you catch anything? I was like, No, that's not the point. Just a cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went when you were younger? Yeah, well, it used to go when I was younger. Now now um now I just uh yeah, I hike and I enjoy uh me and my me and my daughters will go out and we'll see how many deer we can find yeah. and see how many animals we can find. That's about as far as hunting is yeah. we go. But, just, uh, just some sight hunting. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm not a big hunter. It, it's weird. Like I, like you, I used to go hunting with my stepdad when I was younger, like ten to thirteen ish, and uh, then I like was out of it. Like just didn't care. Yeah. And then man, what was it? it was probably around. 12 to 13 years ago we had to, we were replacing the roof of my grandma's barn now my uncle is a huge hunter yeah. like fuck now i could say he probably hunts more than he works like he seems like he's always going somewhere to go hunting it's funny but uh he like lives for it he just loves it you know and he hunts he goes to other states to go hunt and stuff like that and so i was helping do the the roof of the barn and he got me a new bow and I was like, man, I haven't shot a bow in forever. So then I started shooting the bow. I was like, you know, I'm going to fucking go hunting again. And now, man, it's been, like, off to the races. And I watched Meat Eater on, on Netflix. I don't know if you ever saw that show. No. Uh, but it's with this guy, Steve Rinell. And what's really cool, Rinella, I think is his last name. What's really cool is, like, besides just, like, the hunting, like, they do the hunting. Like, he shows, like, processing the meat and, like, cooking up some good food. And it's more about, like, the being responsible for the the meat that you're eating instead of like these this meat that comes from factories where it's bred only to be slaughtered and they're pumped full of crap like you're yep. just taking responsibility for the meat for you and that you are going to eat and for your family and that's all that like they exclusively eat is game meat they I mean they get vegetables and stuff like that but like he doesn't go to the store to buy meat and I was just like man that kind of really resonates with me now especially like Everything I see, man, just it feels like all these corporations just don't give a fuck at all, and no one gives a fuck, and they're just pumping all kinds of shit <laughs> into the food to make you know. And this not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but no. there's a lot of shit. No, it's is. crazy when when yeah. when you can go to other countries and the packaging will show the ingredients, and it'll be like five things, and you come to America and it's like twenty five things because all the extra shit we put in stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, not only that, but. Uh... Those five things in other countries that are listed, they might not have to list all the other stuff. True, true. Too. There's that. True. Because a lot of that stuff that is coming over here that has like a million things in it is coming from that same country. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but um. Well, that's like here. It can be. Right. Uh, it can say natural ingredients, and, it, and like literally can be anal glands from animals and. Well. <laughs> Because it's because it's a natural ingredient. That's all they have to put is natural ingredient. Right. I mean, technically, bleach is you know mined. <laughs> you can pull that out of the ground right. too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know. Plutonium. So, but for me, that's that was like kind of the 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 outlook of it. I 
don't get me wrong, I enjoy nature. I had this yeah. awesome experience the other day, actually. Uh, a barn owl. Dude, I was so... Oh, wow. I go out in the woods, and I was, I was up north, and I was hunting on my, my mom's friend's property. And she has, like, five to ten acres. And I had built a ground blind earlier in the day. And so I came out there that evening, uh, and I was sitting in the ground blind. It's, like, sticks and stuff, and just chilling. And her woods are pretty open. Like, it's... Uh, there's, a, there's a, a, like a good canopy, but like no, not barely much underbrush and stuff. So you can see pretty good through all the trees. Nice. And as the light started getting darker, I noticed like this flash off in the distance. And I was like, man, that looked like a big fucking wing. It was probably an owl or something, you know, or an eagle. And uh, sure enough, like, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes later, I saw some motion. And I'm looking around. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I get my binoculars out, and he's, like, sitting on a branch just looking right at me. I'm oh, like, oh, wow. shit. Yeah, he and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, he's, like, he's looking right guy. at me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know if these things get territorial and it's going to attack me or what. So, like, <clears throat> I had this stick for setting my gun on to, because it was gun season for deer, uh, to set my gun on so I can help steady it when I shoot. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I got this, like, right here. If it flies at me, I'm grabbing this fucking stick to, like, fend it off. <clears throat> And, dude, it was totally silent, but, it, I mean, like, it sat there looking at me, and then it just glided to, like, another branch, and it, it came closer, like, way closer. Yeah. It flew to this tree, was, like, half cut down, like, just, and it was, like, no branches, nothing, so it was, like, a fucking pole out in the middle of the woods, and he just landed right on top of it, and he's, like, looking right at me. Yeah, and he I'm was just checking like, you out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, so I was just sitting there, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'm still going to be here hunting. So I'm, like, turning around, and it was funny. I turned, and at one point, I think it shit because I heard a noise from Mr. And I mean, I fucking freaked out, like, like turned so fast. <laughs> was it a large fart? And I, I think he took a shit, you know? I mean, like, yeah. owls, I got to imagine, shit pretty big compared for the size of their body. Yeah. And, well, owl pellets, if you ever dissected one of those in I elementary school. I think they school, throw those up. <laughs> yeah, I think they might. I, who knows? But, uh, dude, it was... Uh, yeah, and he was just chilling there. And then he flew closer, and he flew to a branch that was, like, maybe 15 feet above me and just sat there, you know, and, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm still hunting. And he chilled. He, he was there for, like, 20 to 30 minutes just hanging out, looking around. And, I mean, he'd just look. He'd look at me, and I'd look at him, and I'd look around. He'd look around, and it was, like, my, like, kindred your hunting hunt buddy. spirit. Yeah, it was, like, my hunting spirit, you know. I was, I was like, this is my spirit animal right now. Fuck, this is awesome. Nice. And then he tried to who, and the first one, must have been like clearing his throat because that shit came out bad. It scared the <laughs> shit out. I, like, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And you know, it scared the shit out of me. And then the next one was like, Whoo! "It was cool. Oh, it was really cool. neat." So he sat there hooing a couple times and stuff, and then he finally just flew off. Oh, that's I didn't see any awesome. deer, but it was pretty. It was pretty cool. But the other part was, I was in uh, I was in in bear country. There's black bear up there, and so oh, nice. when he started hooing. The first thing that went through my head is, like, maybe he sees something and he's trying to fucking warn me, his hunting buddy. You know? <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in bear country and I'm still looking around because I'm sitting on the ground. I wasn't up in a tree or anything. So Yeah, you like, won't hear that I'm guy. I'm looking around like, oh, there's no bear. Yeah. They're, dude, they're quiet. I yeah, mean, they're quiet. They're hard to see, too, when they're all black. Amazingly. So yeah. I do have a bear in the freezer. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> uh, from Canada. And that it was. Oh. Like, I heard it coming. But that was only because, like, it snapped one stick. And I yeah. looked, and I was looking, and it's crazy because when you're in the woods and there's all the shadows and stuff, it does. It makes them hard to see, and, and especially in dense vegetation. And then all of a sudden, I saw black. And yeah. I was like, and then it was, like, a lot of black. And I was like, oh, shit, it's a fucking bear. Yeah, that, that shit was intense. That was one of the most intense moments of my life. Yeah, when you're hunting down an apex predator, that's scary because... Yeah. You know, that first shot is crucial because yep. it 
if you don't get it right, it, might come get it you. It might. And that was the that was the, <laughs> the other dimension, right? Like the, the and it's funny because I've told this story. I don't know, probably on here, but like it was it was when you go deer hunting, like your heart starts pounding when you see a deer that you might potentially shoot. Yeah. You know, if you see a buck, like my heart races when I see any deer because I'm yeah. like, all right, how much can I fool this fucking animal? Yeah. You know, like that's because I'm I, I want to see. So, a side tangent story. I had I was sitting at the, back when you could bait, and my uncle would put bait out. So I was hunting by the bait pile, and I'm sitting there on a chair, and a doe comes in, and I wasn't going to shoot a doe. I haven't shot a deer ever yet, actually. I have a bear, but I've never got a deer because yeah. I'm waiting to get a buck, and I'm waiting to get at least – I might go down to four points now. I'm, 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 I'm trying for like six or more, right, if I can. I'll take a four-pointer if, if it's a big enough four-pointer. But right. uh, So anyway – this doe comes in, so I wasn't going to shoot it. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to see how long I can sit here and, and see how close this deer will get. And, dude, it knew I was fucking there. It knew I, it still came, but it knew I was there because yeah. it was testing me. That thing, like, it, it took a step in, and it, I'm sitting there as motionless as I can, right? And my heart's thudding. And it's looking at me, and it would be like, it would like look down and then look up real quick, like trying yeah. to catch me. You know, it put its nose down and look up, and then it started fucking hitting the ground, like digging up on the ground and shit, like trying to get a reaction out of me. Wow. And then when it That's finally smart. didn't, yeah, I mean, and this was this probably, dude, it felt like it took forever. I mean, it was maybe realistically maybe five minutes of it just trying to fucking fool me, trying to get a reaction. And it was right. hilarious. I'm like, dude, this thing is fucking looking down and then trying to be like, psych, and, and catch me, you know? Get you now. Yeah, it, so I'm sitting there just as motionless as I can, and I'm, just, I'm like kind of laughing. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Then the, the fawn came out, so it had a baby with it. Oh, wow. So the fawn came out to eat with it. So they're eating, and I was like, all right. Hi. <laughs> and that mother jumped and was gone. That doe took off so fast. What happened to the fawn? The fawn was like, uh, 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 and then took off running. <laughs> I was like, dude, that mother said, <laughs> fuck you, kid. It was gone, dude. That deer was like, survival of the fittest, bitch. It <laughs> left that baby Nature. behind. <laughs> Nature's sacrifice. Dude, it was hilarious just because, like, all that moment, and then that's all I did was just said hi, and the fucking that mother was gone, dude. It was crazy. Oh, it was funny. So, like, I've never got a, a buck, but there's been a couple times that I've seen one, so... I did have a couple years ago where I was bow hunting and my, my range of accuracy is like 20, 20 yards. I'm accurate. Yeah, like my grouping good. of arrows are really close together with the bow. Yeah. 30 yards. I'm still pretty good accurate, but I, I saw a good buck come in and I wasn't sure how far away it was. And when you're in a tree, yeah, it can, it really fucks with like your perspective, perspective yeah. and your sense of how far away things are. Uh, and I saw it, and I was like, dude, I don't know if that's 20. I don't know how far away that is. I don't. So I didn't take a shot. And when I got down later and I walked over to where I saw it, I was like, that was fucking far away. Yeah. And so now what I have is a rangefinder. I just got one this year specifically for that. So when I oh, see a deer, cool. it's like a, a monocle, uh, monocle, uh, you know, one, one monocle. One fucking binocular, but mon monocle, yeah, whatever. It's one it's fucking thing. Yeah, mon yeah. 
Anyway, I'm going to sit here and try to say this word for five minutes. Uh, but basically, put it to your eye. You target whatever you're looking at, and then you hit a button, and it'll tell it shoots a laser out and back, and it tells you how far away it is. Holy cow. That's so, pretty cool. So now that way, like the stand that I hunt at my grandma's property, there's these two trees, and I know the one tree is 12 yards away, and I know the other tree is 39.54 yards away. So I know that that's 40, and there's 12, so I can guess about yeah. where 20 and where about 30 is. So I know if a deer walks into this zone, and it's one that I can shoot, I know I've got it. So this one I didn't. I'm glad I didn't take the shot because I wasn't sure. So I've never been able to get a buck. But the uh, the bear, I mean, that was like, that so, was so a buck comes in and your heart starts racing because you're like, oh, shit, this could be the one. I'm going to shoot, you know. The bear was that. Oh, shit, it's a bear. But then it was like, oh, shit, it's a bear. <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> that thing can eat me. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was, and black bear can climb trees yeah. really fucking well. And let's really frame this story in the mental state that I was in. Right before we left to go, so we stayed in this place in Canada that was an island in a lake, right? So the, oh, wow. everywhere we stayed was actually on an island. We hunted the mainland. So there's the bear barge. And... <laughs> fucking crazy there's this door on the beach and you close the door to let them know that you're here so they can send someone with the boat to come get you because they can see the door from short from the island with binoculars and oh, you can nice. see it with the naked eye pretty well too and at night there's a light that you put on so they can see the light uh but like it's this cool island place right all these little cabins and stuff i mean yeah. it was real fucking rustic the shower was a sauna like you went into a sauna and they had pots of water that were sitting on top of the fireplace that heated the whole thing the sauna and everything and like you took ladled hot water on you and then you know washed up and rinsed off ladle and more water it was like really rustic it was cool oh that is really cool <clears throat> it was really neat so then we, and it was beautiful man but uh so then we would go hunt the mainland so right before we left i'm like I'm not shitting in the woods. So I was like, I'm going to go take a shit. I'm going to try to get this out, make sure I don't have to go to the bathroom. We were leaving at, like, I think, like, 3 or 4. And this is back in, like, uh, August or September time. But, like, it, it get dark around 8 o'clock, I think it was, 7.30. I think it was 8 o'clock was when it got dark. So I'm reading this in the in the the huts. They got magazines and shit, you know. And there's a hunting magazine talking about black bears. So I'm reading it. And, and this article is all about how black bears are way smarter than people give them credit for. How there's been stories of ones that were wounded, like, doubling back and basically setting ambushes on the hunter that was chasing them and stuff. And I'm like, fuck. I'm reading about these crazy black bears, and now I'm about to go out there. So, like, my mind was like, oh, shit, these bears are nuts. So, like, when I got dropped off. Most times I go hunting, my gun stays in the case till I get to where I'm hunting at, and then I'll tie the case up in the tree with me or wherever I'm at. No, this was locked and loaded, safety off, walking out into the woods with my gun out because I don't know if I'm going to, you know, scare up a bear. And so, yeah, you see the bear come, and you're like, oh, shit, there's a bear. I might be shooting a bear because I'm seeing a fucking bear. Second, it's, oh, shit, I hope this bear doesn't see me because if it does... There's a chance it could, and especially if it's a mother with a cub, yeah, it could come at you, and they can climb really fast. So I was like, "Fuck!" And they so it run was at like thirty miles an hour. So there was faster. that danger part of it too. That was like, "Oh shit!" You know, and it it came in, it checked where I had walked in because like where I had to walk to get to the tree stand, like went through where the bear was going to come through where the food was, and uh, got up in the tree, and. Yeah, so it, it came and smelled where I had walked. It was walking all around the tree and stuff. It stood up and smelled the tree. And one of the things is there was this barrel with food. So it was like a, it was a bait spot. And 
what it is is they uh, they put like dog food and stuff in there to feed the bears through the winter and it keeps them fat and stuff and actually keeps them from starving. Uh, and you know it's supposed to help promote bigger bears and i mean it's it's a business right right and and it is uh but it was it's neat and there's so many of them like that was part of the day part was like running and checking which ones have been hit so you know which spot has some activity to maybe go see one and uh so it checked all that stuff and i could tell by the bear compared to the barrel of how big it was and that was the other thing they said if it's below the middle band don't shoot it not a good bear if it's between the 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 second and the top that's a good size bear. If it's above the barrel, shoot that bear, right? Like that yeah. was like the, the whole system. So like, I got a good shot. Like I could see how big this bear was. So I knew it was a good one. It came in and checked and then it sat down and it pulled the barrel over and it just started <clears throat> scooping out food with its hand and just eating it and oh, scooping man. stuff out and eating it. And it would look around and I wanted to, to look at it through my scope. Cause I was looking at it from like my bare eye, you know, my eyes. So I picked up my gun and it squeaked like the foam. And that thing looked up, looked around, was like, see you later. <laughs> and, oh, and, and, and like started it. walking, but kind of moseying its way out. And I was like, fuck. And then it came back. And I was like, oh. And then it circled around again and tried to check and then started looking at stuff. And then it got up and it was starting to walk past this tree. And I just kind of set up and aimed. And I let it walk right into my crosshairs. And when it did, when I shot, I could see it hit it. And it took off and it ran. But I saw a red spot where it hit. And it took off and ran. And it was just like, Fuck fuck like i sat there like i spent all this time heartbeating being quiet and then it was like i can finally speak and it was all i could say was fuck dude you just shot a bear you just shot holy shit holy fuck you just shot a bear fuck you know so then the the guide had said if you you uh don't hear the death moan don't go after it i didn't hear shit my heart was pounding so so loud so I had, I was like, I'm not going out there. So then another bear comes in like an hour later. So I shot at six. It gets dark around eight. I shot at six. Maybe it was 8.30 it got dark. Because I think it was like right around eight o'clock when the bear came in. It was starting to get low light. And this other bear comes in. It was a littler one. You know, comes in, starts eating. It sniffed where the blood was. And it ate stuff. And I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of this tree. It's getting dark. I got to leave. You know, I got yeah. to I gotta get to the road and get the guy so we can go look for my bear. And, uh. It finally left, dude. I crawled out. I had my knife out. I was banging on the stand, making noise and stuff to try to scare it away. But that was, like, the most intense walk of my life because I had, like, the flashlight underneath the barrel and my headlamp on. And I'm like, I know there's a pissed-off bear, and I know there's another one that just went up the hill. And I'm out here, and the grass I had to walk through is, like, Jurassic Park, the second movie, The Lost World. Stay out of the tall grass! (laughs) You know, that's what I had to fucking walk through. Like, literally, that's what went through my head when I went out was, like, this is, like, fucking Jurassic Park. (laughs) And so I'm just, like, spinning around and it's i'm watching the woods through that too you can't yeah. yeah and i saw i was walking the field in the wood like line there was like this little ravine so i was kind of walking around it and i'm just like spinning and looking and looking and spinning i'm like oh you know just to, to make sure and then i got to the the street to the road and i got dropped off by like a, a four-wheeler so i'm like dude i gotta wait here for <clears> someone to come pick me up and i could hear cars and stuff starting up like the other hunters i could hear their vehicles starting and then you hear them driving. But because all this stuff is like, these trails are all crazy. Like, they could be not that far away from you, but they got to go so far away. So you hear, like, the motor go, <laughs> get closer and farther and closer. So I'm standing here the whole time just spinning around like, fuck is bear, you know? Uh, and then we, when we all got together, it was funny. One guy was like, 
anybody anybody else see anything? And the other guy's like, no, because some asshole's shooting at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, 6 p.m., ruining, scaring all the other bear out of the area. Oh. Me. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, it's, it took a while to track it and stuff, and it ended up being uh, Canada. You take the tooth. You take a tooth out. Yeah. And they'll age it. And you get, like, a stamp and paperwork from Canada and stuff. It was a nine-year-old black bear. Uh, oh, it was wow. a female. <clears throat> it had produced cubs before. There was no cubs with it. Like, I waited a long time. Like, the lady that and the husband that ran the place were like, you, you did a good job. You're a good hunter. Like, you, you waited to make sure there was, I mean, dude, yeah. I watched that thing for a while to make sure no cubs were going to come in. Like, that deer, that, that doe with the fawn, you know? Yeah, she was messing around, <clears throat> waiting for her. Waiting, right. Uh, so, yeah, it ended up being nine years old. Uh, I spent a day, like, we brought it back that night. We found it. It took a while. Uh, <clears throat> and then let it cool down overnight. And the next day, I spent the whole day skinning it and processing all the meat myself, trimming it and stuff. I donated a big fucking roast to the whole camp to eat. Oh, that's cool. It was, yeah, so it was cool. So the lady, I mean, this this old couple that run this place, that own it and stuff, like, they've been trapping out there since they were kids in elementary school. Like, oh, wow. they've lived there their whole life in this wilderness. And then they bought this island because it happened to fall on one of their trap their uh, trap lines. So, like, they've lived out in the bush their whole lives. Their son is, like, one of the biggest landowners in Canada or something. He owns this giant ranch that they film all these TV shows and movies on. So, oh, like, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. cool. And, like, to, but to see their beginnings, like, their son's achieved all this nonsense. Like, he flew in on a fucking plane and landed in the, in the lake in the lake and picked his mom up. And they went and flew to different lakes to go fishing. She brought all this fish back. But, like, that's what he did. He just picks her up in a fucking plane. Like, that's, the, you know. But to see that it came from these two people that live on this island year-round, and that's what they do is they hunt and they trap for their food, and, their, uh, you know, and they run this lodge. It was yeah. it was a crazy experience. Yeah, you like, yeah, you like uh, that kind of put it in perspective of your health and what yeah. type of animals you want to eat. For sure. Definitely. Like, cool. I mean, dude, this this old man, it was hilarious. I was moving a, a, a big, because everything out there runs on propane. Right. So like when you go into the one of the cabins, they got a big propane tank outside and like all your lights are propane lights. You know, turn them on, light them. And then that's what lights up. And it was funny, like it was chilly at night, but just the light, one light burning, like kept that place warm because all log cabins and shit. But the fridge runs on propane, like everything runs on propane. And I was moving these ones for the for the big lodge. And uh and this old man, dude, was like, and he, I think he was in his 80s, and he's fucking manhandling these things around. He was giving me a hard time, yelling, like, oh, you're doing it wrong, and stuff. And I was like, dude, I used to dolly everything. They call me the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we used to say at work. And, uh, but it was it's crazy just how tough these these old folks are. Yeah. Well, you know, you stop nuts. moving, you start dying. Yeah, So, but she made this, uh, she took the roast and made this great roast, and we all had bear for dinner that night. Oh, that's like awesome. Fresh roast. Yeah, it was cool. And then uh, I just took the skin into the taxidermist to do a rug. And I've got the skull in my freezer, and I've got some of the meat left over. I might make some jerky or something. But oh, I that's did jerky. Cool. I did steaks. I got like 15 pounds maybe now of sausage in the fridge. Nice. I got uh, uh, Italian, <laughs> and then I've got like breakfast sausage. That's a big bear try. then. Uh, it was around 310 to 320 live weight. Wow. So it weighed yeah. around like 280, 290 uh, once it was gutted. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of bear. Yeah, it was a lot. It was crazy, man. It was that was an experience. I've never butchered an animal, and that was a. It was that's cool. A big though. animal to butcher. Yeah, and it, and it was crazy. The process is nuts. Like, and to try to skin it and like to keep the skin intact. It's I like mean, tough. Dude, that fucking hide itself 
felt like it weighed 40 pounds, 50 pounds. Because wow. when I had it in my freezer, I mean, it froze, so I had some water probably frozen there too. But it was the uh, the whole hide with the paws, like they were still in yeah. there, the bones and everything, and the skull still in there. Uh, and yeah, that shit weighed a ton. Yeah, it was heavy. Yeah, <laughs> and you, we rolled it up like a rug and froze everything. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was just such a crazy experience. It was nuts. Yeah, I've never done a, a hunting trip like that. that yeah, it was be, crazy. That would be pretty cool. It was crazy. So now, like, yeah, like I said, I've been looking for land up north, but now I'm looking for land out west because I'm like, I want to go fucking, like, get an elk. I'll put food in the freezer for, like, half a year with my family. Get, like, an elk or a moose or, oh, that uh, you know. Sweet. I mean, they got moose in Michigan, too, but, again, it's this, this again, drawing it's system. That, yeah, drawing yeah, system. I think Colorado, in certain areas, has over-the-counter licenses for elk. Because they have the the country's largest population. Go to Montana. Yeah, Montana, Montana too. Montana have nice. Uh... Yeah, so I've been looking all over there, and like I said, it's so cheap. But Alaska was one of them. You yeah. know, we saw a moose in Montana. We really? On vacation. That was pretty cool. That was impressive. I've never seen a moose. When we went to Canada, my uncle was like, "You see any moose? You see any? like that's what he was looking for. It was a fucking moose. Like oh. the whole time when we were driving, he was like, "Do you see a moose? Do you see any moose? Yeah, it was oh, hilarious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mooses are they're big. <laughs> yeah they're, they're impressive i know looking. dude there was a video that was online the other day of the the two moose fighting in the guy's driveway oh yeah yeah they're the size of the truck yeah <laughs> this is fucking nuts hanging out fighting, fucking fighting. yeah it's crazy <laughs> shit cool. like that'd be nuts to see yeah that'd be really fucking nuts because they're so huge yeah they're so huge it's crazy animals get that big yeah, I don't know. Well, they get even bigger. They got elephants. Yeah. They get whales. Yeah, you ever see? I, mean, I, I know. I mean, it's just crazy. There's animals that big. Yeah, I was watching a video the other day of uh, these people swimming in like a, I don't know, like a little valley pool area. Uh, and anyway, there's these two big giant uh, killer whales. <laughs> that swam right next to him and the people on the cliff were like move go swim don't move wait just stay still dude <laughs> and and uh yeah they swam right by him and wow. didn't even bother him that's crazy whatever, because but... like I mean, you watch some documentaries killer whales are fucking assholes they drown baby whales to, to kill them yeah so they can like they're they're crazy uh, uh, they're apparently smart. they've never killed anybody in the wild though really yeah it's i that's what they. That's wow. what Google said. <laughs> that's what Google said. <laughs> that's that's a, what Google said. Oh man, that's the times, isn't it? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You can watch stuff. They do things that like, ambush other animals, or like they'll send one to fake them out, and the other two yep. are sneaking around behind them and shit. Like it's crazy what they do. I was watching a documentary. They said they can kill anything and eat everything in the ocean is fine, and and certain families like only hunt certain uh uh things like one will only hunt uh sea turtles and and dolphins right. or whatever and then the other ones did you hear about the, them with the great whites no so so you know great whites are often thought of like the apex predator of the ocean and they're saying no it's the killer whale because oh. there's they they notice this weird like pattern in the the great white populations i think around it was around hawaii and they were oh. like oh they'd be here and then all of a sudden they would go and they're like and they wouldn't come back for years and they're trying to figure out what was happening and it turned out the killer whales would show up and when the years that the killer whales showed up the great whites didn't come back for like three to four years afterwards wow so like they stayed the fuck away mm. and then they've been finding kill the great white sharks with their livers ripped out and oh, that's, that's it. Just their livers ripped just out. Just the liver, huh? And it turns out it's fucking killer whales killing the sharks specifically for their livers. 
That's it. They're, that's they're all they're like, eating off of. They're just eating the fucking livers and leaving the shark. Yeah. So they're saying like, you know, these killer whales are fucking up these great whites. And and they're the top predator in the ocean. I mean, they dr- they drown those blue whales and humpback whales. The babies, they they literally will get on top of it to prevent yep. it from surfacing, and drown them and, and drown yeah. them so they can eat them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they yeah they fucking were, killer um, whale. I ain't getting in the water with them. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but for whatever reason, they don't kill humans. Dude, look, so. there's fish that are half the size of me that I I don't want to be in the water with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm cool. Dude, I got I got stung by a I got stung by a jellyfish in uh, South Carolina one day. Really? That, oh my gosh, that was painful. I got lucky. I didn't get stung by one. Yeah, but I picked one up. Well, I used to pick them up off the beach. The beach. Yeah, or like smash them. You know, I, was, I never did I was, that. <laughs> I saw one jellyfish in my life, and I picked it up and threw it back in the water. I never thought to smash it. Oh, dude, there was there was hundreds of them. Really? There was, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I only saw one. It was in Oregon. Dude, yeah, they, the whole beach was littered. Oregon. With, yeah, they, they they were just like they looked like little rubber. Yeah. Little jellyfish. I was like, Dad, what is that? And he's like, It's jellyfish. Don't touch it. So as soon as he turned around, I grabbed it and threw it. Yeah. It was like eight years old. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I was picking them up and and seeing if they could stretch. And they don't stretch. No. No. They're they're like, they're pretty tough. Yeah. They, it's like a big isn't thing. It, isn't it such a meat. weird fucking animal? Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's clear. Yeah. You can't. Like, how the you fuck know? does that work? It's <laughs> Where's so its weird. brain and its heart? Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? Like, how is this alive? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's wow, this crazy, man. Those are, I mean, like what life it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Simple. When I got stung, man, it was it was painful. But um, do you know what kind it was that stung it? Yeah, it was a it was actually a man war. Wow. So it was. Those are supposed uh, to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. So man war is not just like one jellyfish. It's a grouping of different types of uh, like cell animals like that that are really. Yeah. So it's not actually just one animal. It's a it's actually different animals and that. And you got stung and that shit just. Oh, dude! I screamed. I cleared out the beach. I did a Jesus nah, walk out were, of that. Were you in the water? I was in the water. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was in the water swimming, and I kind of felt something, and I was like, "Oh, what the hell was that?" And then I was like, "Oh my God, it's biting me!" And I and I screamed that it was biting me. I was like, "Oh, it's biting me!" <laughs> and, then, and, and dude, I took off. I just took off out of the water as fast as I could, screaming my head off. And uh, cause I, I had no idea. I just knew it hurt. I didn't know if I was bleeding. I didn't know anything. And, um, everybody around me ran out of the water with me after I was like, it bit me, it bit me. <laughs> and, and I Oh just, dude, everyone must've been freaking oh, out. Oh my God. Yeah. There, there had to be like 30 people that ran out of the water with me. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think due to Jaws, anytime anyone runs out of the water screaming, something bit them. Oh, and it was everyone, a pretty mass panic. Get the fuck out. Oh, I was panicking. It was a pretty high, uh, blood curdling scream. <laughs> Wow. I, I, wow. It, it hurt. <laughs> Jeez, that's but, uh, that, that. I can't imagine that. I yeah. just stay the fuck out of the ocean. Yeah. Look, I'll go on a boat. I went I went swimming in the ocean, like proper swimming in the ocean, eh, once or twice over in Florida. My, my uh, grandpa used to live down on the beach. And uh, I went out there one time, and me and my aunt are in the water, and, and uh, it was like super... The water was super cloudy, and she's like, "Yeah, we just had a storm come through. Normally, this water is crystal clear. It's not like this." And I was like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Ever have any shark attacks around here?" You know, and we're standing in water like up to our chest, okay? And 
if whatever the the number is, like sharks can attack you in three feet of water. Well, we're right. well deeper than three feet of water, and I've seen those photos of like sharks just around everybody, and they don't know. And and she's like, oh, well, actually, there was like a couple attacks, like you know, two three weeks ago, there was a couple people that were in the. I was like, see ya. Get the out of the water. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I didn't get back in. I went another time in Miami. I went in the water, and uh, but I was yeah probably more than three feet. And then I would I ended up getting out of the water. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, we did a family <clears> vacation <throat> over on the East Coast over at Jersey 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 Shore, and uh, yeah, I took the girls out to the ocean for the first time. And, yeah. Oh, they loved it. Yeah, they they were. It's cool, man. It's a cool experience, and it's it's crazy to think how big that fucking body of water is. Like, you're you're standing on water that's just like. Well, we we went out fishing for uh, mackerel. Oh, did you? And um, yeah, we we caught uh, we caught one of those uh, sucker fish that suck on the bottom of a shark. Okay, I mean it was a pretty big. big, It was pretty pretty big sucker fish, and yeah, everybody was uh, putting it on their hand. It was like sticking the. (laughs) people's Sucker. arms oh yeah it was, it was crazy it was a weird feeling and uh yeah my daughters yeah we all got seasick though <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. we were feeding the fish more than we were catching them oh wow <laughs> it was, it was bad that was the secret sauce yeah right? one guy uh one guy hooked a hammerhead that was Dude, pretty those cool things get crazy. yeah he, those he, things get big yeah he lost it because i don't think he had like yeah, the proper gear to actually pull well, this they thing. They bite in. through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, it was a small one though, too. Did, was... You ever see the, those videos of people fishing? I think a lot of times they're up by like Jersey and stuff. Uh, they'll be fishing and pulling in a big fish, and then oh. the hammerhead will swim up and take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know how he caught that one. He was on the other side of the boat when he yeah. caught it, but it, man, he had to like he was spinning around the wow trying to catch. What a thing, weird but, fucking fish. Yeah. A hammerhead, like yeah. that fucking design. What yeah, the... it was pretty cool looking. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. that's like an alien looking thing. Yeah. Wow. This, no, I went. We went uh when we went down to uh, we went to Disney a couple years ago. We took the kids to Disney. It was funny. We surprised and we didn't tell them at all. We packed the car while they were sleeping at night, and then we were leaving. I think on a Saturday, we told them we were driving to IKEA to make oh up for why it'd be such a long drive. You know, we were gonna get chastity. My daughter a new bed, and. uh we get to the to the airport and we're driving into the parking garage and they finally like paid attention. Like, where are we? Where? Why are we at the airport? We're like, we're going to Disney. And they're like, oh, what? And then my daughter's like, what if we crash? And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what if we yeah. crash? So anyway, we go down to Disney. It'll be a quick death. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're going to Disney. You go from Disney to crash right away. Uh, so we went down and visited my aunt. She was living in Florida. And their neighbor is a charter fisherman. So that's what he does, the offshore fishing like, oh, wow, for yeah. a living. So he took us out one day, uh, which was cool. It was really cool. I mean, it was rough. There was some fucking waters on the... Some big waves. They, they call it the in... Like inshore or whatever. And it was just... It was fucking... It was nuts, dude. It was... The intercoastal, that's what it's called. And it was uh, beating the boat up, man. Dude, we were, Dylan was bouncing. I mean, flying. It oh, was yeah. hilarious. And then... Uh, we uh, we trolled for a little bit, and well, first we went and, and caught our bait, which was crazy. He's like, I didn't have time to go to the store, but we'll go catch bait. And it was like, he had binoculars, and they're like, everybody, dude, it was all these boats. Like, I would have never thought you could get so many boats so close together and control, maintain control. Boats drift around and shit. They're a pain right. in the ass to drive close to other things. And everyone's fishing for bait. And he's like, if just pay attention. If you see any that pull fish up, don't say anything. Just come walk over to me and tell me. 
And I was like, it's this fucking secretive about... And he's like, if you can pull up fish, everyone will swarm where you're at. Like, yeah. it, it was crazy. It was real crazy. So we got a couple and we got out of there. But yeah, we, uh, we caught a bonita fish, which is like a false tuna is what they call them. And we caught a couple of those. I got to bite those in. And we were heading to go shark fishing uh, and use the bonita as bait. But then the storm started showing up. Oh. And we had, like literally had to outrun the storm. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Oh, wow. That would be a little <clears throat> scary. Dylan, Dylan's pretty mad. He's like, I really wanted to see a shark. No. <laughs> well, do you really want to live? Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see a shark after the boat sinks. <laughs> yeah, right. You'd be seeing plenty of them. I, oh. <laughs> I, tattooed, a, uh, I tattooed a pirate hunter. And, uh, yeah, she works for the Navy, and she sinks pirate ships. Really? Yes. Wow. And uh, What a time. I'm a fucking pirate hunter, bitch. Uh, yeah, right? I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't even know we did that. I didn't right? even know that was a There's thing. There was a job that, title? Where, yeah. Where like, was that when I was in high school and they were talking about my future careers? Right. Like, fucking you, pirate hunter. A pirate hunter? You just go out and sink shit? Like, how often do you got to do that? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, all the time, you know. And she said that with the battleship that um, that that they that they because they're out in the Caribbean, um, dude. They uh, there's schools of sharks that know and like live by the boat because really because yeah. it's so big and, and it's well, probably... be, because they sink the boats. Oh, they know oh that yeah, they're gonna yeah. Get fed. Oh, they're literally wow. it's literally a battleship that is that has man-eating sharks. <laughs> Wow, because they know this it. thing is gonna prov- is gonna provide food. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. But animals learn. They, yeah, they learn they're that smart. Shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, yeah, you, you wouldn't think like, oh, this shark is, you know. But that's how they, that's how they do it. <laughs> they know that they're gonna that's, get fed once the boats sink. That's 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 pretty pretty that's insane. Hard. But that's I, I mean, it makes sense. I'd be a little scared of a battleship that yeah. came in with man eating sharks. Right. <laughs> I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> that's crazy. Like you said, just being a fucking pirate hunter, that's a nuts job, too. Right. Wow. So, back to tattooing. <laughs> After an hour-long uh, hunting talk, what uh, what do you what do you think of, uh, <clears throat> if someone wanted to get in tattooing, like, what's the, what's the advice that you'd have for them? My advice would be uh, find a, find an artist that you that you respect and that you want to learn from and see what it takes to get in. And if they tell you no, figure a way to make it a yes. <laughs> Be persistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really is what it is. You know? What about, uh, like, the, the machines and stuff? So you said you, you're you using the Orbital now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I use a uh, I use a rotary Rotary, machine. that's what it yeah. was, sorry. Uh, what, a, was, what was the reason for the switch? What's the the difference between the two and what do you think would be better for someone like you know if someone was looking into getting into it like the equipment to get stuff like that so mm. i find that the uh that the traditional machines are nice but you that gets into a lot of physics and maintenance you know so so the the traditional machines that i have they're actually um my friend Fish, he made them in his garage from wow. bike parts. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. And, uh, yeah, but they were, you know, custom to work a certain way. You know, some of them are built to to have more power and speed and a longer stroke. Um, others are built to 
you know, be a little slower and smoother and softer and right. softer. Um, I don't like the traditional machines only because of how loud it is and oh, how really? heavy. You know, I find that the 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 buzzing of the of right. those machines <clears throat> are just overwhelming and it that's, scares that's people. Really? Yeah. To, that's crazy because to me it would feel like it is loud, but it's like I don't know. It would feel almost soothing. almost soothing. Yeah, almost comforting. Like. It, it is. Um, I mean, at least for you, maybe you know, for the artist, right? Or yeah. for someone that's that's had multiples, that's had a tattoo more than once, might find mean, some comfort in it. I mean, I got a guy. I got a guy. He he has a pretty much a bodysuit, and uh, yeah. so the first few minutes when he walks in, he he looks pretty sad when he's walking in because <laughs> he already knows the wow. he's sitting through some. Some shit, yeah. Yeah, do some shit. And, it, you know, you have those moments where it's like, oh, man, I don't know how today's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to get through it. It's going to be painful. It hurts, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes I, when I, when I go through space, man, you know, I can go through some space and it's, it's, <laughs> it's rough, you know. Right. You get to that four, six, seven hours of laying there and your flesh being... Delayed. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, it's not fun. Dude, there's you some, know? some crazy sessions. I'm sure you've you've done. Yeah, and then there's some people, there's some people that can, do they can take seven hours of tattooing, eight hours of tattooing. They just don't care, and they and they just yeah, it's wow. no big deal to them. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it's, I uh, longest session I ever sat for was nine hours. No, I, I, I got from my ankle to my knee uh, tattooed. Big Jack Nicholson tattooed. <laughs> Chopped to the, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny? Here's really? Johnny, yep. Nine hours. Yeah. And that was that the whole tattoo being mm-hmm. done? Yep. It, wow. Yeah, and he, um, the, the guy that did it, man, I just, uh, you know, fed him a bunch of Adderall and <laughs> he, just went, he just went at it, dude. For oh, the man, next that would suck. Hours. Like, yeah, someone was... starts nodding off. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? No, nah, I don't think it quite works that way. He does it every day like that. But, wow. Yeah, wow. So, so the rotary just like because it's quieter and it's quieter, it's lightweight. Lighter. Yeah, and that's the one you thing, know? like, noticing the size of it. I was like, wow, that's like way. Looks yeah. way easier to handle. It is way easier to handle. They even have rotaries that are uh, battery operated, which make the eliminates the cord. Right. You know, so because <clears throat> sometimes the cord might can be pull. cumbersome. Yeah, yeah. And it, it can pull. Yeah, change the angle. Yeah, it can pull. It changes the angle. Um, you have to find like a new position, or the cord might be resting on. On um. The tattoo that you just did, and you don't so it's that. a little uncomfortable. Gotcha. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because it's irritating the skin. Is it moving and stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, but I I still use a cord, so it's I don't have a. Rotary I would, I would be afraid to use a battery just because like that's not something that I really want running out of power. Kind of feel like, especially if you want the consistency. Well, you would have multiple patterns. <clears throat> you know, but you know what I mean. Packs, like, there's yeah. going to be a point where like it might start slowing down, and that's when you notice, and then maybe that's. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like where you're not getting the speed, like you were talking about adjusting the 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 speed and everything at which the needle is going in, and if like you you want that 
high speed and it starts slowing down, you could have unintentional effects, right? Yeah, I mean, if that happens, just switch out your battery. Right. You're fine. Oh, just saying the convenience of the cord is to prevent it from even having, being an issue. Yeah. So, like, I can see where um, battery, the battery packs, like, if you're working in a small confined space, like at a convention or something, right, those yeah. are perfect. Then it might make sense, yeah. Yeah, because you can, you don't have to, you your all your stuff can be right. elsewhere and you can just go well and that eliminates the the need for the regulator too right the the machine yeah regulator everything's right on that. yeah everything's so right eliminates on the the, an extra piece of equipment too yep yeah it's actually really really nice what's with the rubber bands on the needles because like that's one thing i noticed like is getting tattoos i'm like dude they've been doing this rubber band thing for forever they haven't figured something else out that's like <laughs> um so on my on my machine you don't need a rubber band i don't use the rubber band. is that only mostly on traditional machines uh yeah they, like, I mean, that, they snap I, the rubber band around the needle and something else yeah i feel like the i feel like the rotary machines are mm. um they they use less uh rubber bands and stuff what, what was the, the, the purpose of that uh, to hold the needle uh, from like flopping all over the place, because like it could like jump forward or something really? like that. Okay. Yeah, you know, what it I mean? just creates pressure on it to hold yeah, in place. Yeah, it creates pressure so it stays uh, flush on the uh, on the on the on the um, bucket of the uh, of of where it's being housed at. Okay. So so there's um, grips and tubes, and that's what houses the needle. Right, and you want, <laughs> and you want that, and you want that needle to be flush with the, uh, with the bottom, with the, with, yeah, with the bottom, of, right. with the back end of that. Uh, so that it, when it when it is coming out, it's only coming out past. And it's yeah, it's like end. sliding yeah. on the back end of your okay. of your tubes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my uh, my mentor, he, he taught me to kind of bend the needles a little bit, like give it a little bit of a curve, so that way it pre- puts a little bit more pressure on the, uh, on the, and flattens out the needle so it's okay. a little more accurate. So I'm sure you learn um, those tips and stuff. Yeah, I don't even use those types of needles anymore. Now I use uh, disposable cartridges. Really? So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I buy a tube grip. And that has a disposable cartridge needle head um, attachment to it. So, I, so before I would have to set up, if I wanted, you know, four or five different needles, I had to set up four or five different machines. Right. Um, now I can have one machine run thirty needles. You just switch them out. And just switch them out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, That's got to be. A- convenient and time saver obviously it's convenient and it's uh it's really nice too because i can take those um the the heads of my needles and what i do is i have like little cups of uh distilled water and i i usually put a little bit of band-aid uh there's this uh solution called band-aid and it's a disinfectant and okay. whatever. And I put, I let them soak in that, and then the the ink doesn't dry up in the right. needles. Gotcha. So that so, way, when you go to put it back on, if you need to rework a color or something. Yep. So if I'm doing <clears throat> colors, I'm not mixing all my colors and right. getting it mud up That's cool. or anything like that. So and it keeps really the housing nice. and everything clean, so you're not like getting like, yep. wow. Yeah, it keeps everything all nice and clean. How, it, how long has that been around? 
the disposal uh yeah. the cartridges um you know what i'm not i'm not exactly sure probably as long as i've been tattooing really it's just yeah they're just starting to get a lot more popular now and gotcha. stuff like that so i mean the industry I goes mean, through those kind of i mean po- technically rotary uh, technically rotary machines have been been around since there was a tape cassette right okay you know what i mean because they would in prison they would take take apart tape radios, cassettes yeah. and radios and ju- and use those for um tattoo machines right now technically that is a wireless rotary tattoo machine wow so, <laughs> so yeah the things that people can accomplish in prison when they're, yeah. when they're trying is amazing but holy crap yeah so like <clears throat> so obviously like the benefits you think of the rotary are better than using the traditional if someone was wanting uh, for me is there a significant yeah. price difference between those um i mean yes and no uh i mean there can be can, significant price differences between regular yeah, ones too yeah, just based both, on yeah both of them go from anywhere between 50 you can pick up a rotary or a traditional tattoo machine for 20 bucks oh really and or you <clears throat> can go all the way up to you know two or three yeah. thousand you okay. know what i mean it, it, it all depends on you know what uh what your budget is and what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, what your budget is, what you're looking for, you know, how fancy do you want to get. And, you know, uh, the machine that I use is uh, it's a Dragonfly, so it's like 900 bucks. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Damn. so it's pretty. Damn. comes from Italy. Okay, all right. Yeah, made by the, you know, by the same guys that make uh, Lamborghini parts, apparently. Wow. Okay. So it's the Lamborghini of tattoos. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap! So, what what do you think is the what's the craziest piece that you've ever done? Like the the one that you're just like they're dude, all crazy. They're all crazy. every single tattoo. Why would anybody get that? <laughs> you just sit there for hours or even a few minutes to get stabbed. Every every tattoo is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you've done it yourself. You gotta, yeah, you got to be out of <laughs> your mind to get do that. No, but I don't know. Um, Oh gosh, man! I uh, I turned uh, I turned this dude's uh, dick into an elephant trunk. What? Swear no to God. way! Yeah, he. he I would... cannot imagine sitting for yeah. that shit. Yeah, Fuck he, that. He he was gonna be on this. Uh, I don't know, some kind of TV show or something. And uh, wait, he, so he was doing this in preparation for being on a TV show? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, the uh, craziest tattoos around the world. And, wow. uh, you, and they were flying them out to Europe to be on TV. And, um, but he had to get his tattoo finished. He already had this. Part of it done? Yeah, he already had kind of, like, a weird outline or whatever. <laughs> and um, and he, he hit me up. He's like, yeah, I can't find any artist that will do genitalia. Everybody thinks I'm joking. You know, and I, I told him, I was like, well, you know what? never done done uh tattoo on a dick before so uh come on in let me see it and then, <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll just go from there come on in and let we'll me see it <laughs> come on in let me see what you got dude we'll like, see what you're a, working with here yeah put a put a deposit down uh, wow. let, let me know you're serious well, there's and, a whole uh, bunch of jokes there yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well oh man you know he he earned his elephant trunk his... he earned his trunk <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It's rough. So now, I mean, even that's got to be a weird uh, texture because it's got it's got to be different it, than like skin it, that you're used to doing. You know, I thought it was gonna be a little weird, 
Um, it in in hard, but. <laughs> 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 but uh but it wasn't was it just it was a shaft or you the head and everything it was the head and everything oh, dude fuck i did that. i did a reverse smile i had to also finish a reverse smiley face on the tip of his dick that was uh that looks very painful fuck <laughs> why why he got through it he was fine wow that's crazy you know it's crazy obviously it didn't get hard what would you have done if it did uh, you know, let him, let him handle that. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, his uh, wife there or whatever. Oh, I, I could always oh, just, shit. you know, just give him five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, oh, dude, I, I, uh, I did that. Crazy. I turned this girl's, um, to this girl. She had her snatch. She, uh, she turned it into a fruit bowl. She wanted to look tasty. So I was, I was like, I could help you out with that. So. Do you get a do you get a, a lot of cover ups? Uh, I do a ton of cover ups. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my uh, a lot of the people that come see me, they're they're looking to. Did you tattoo my? I think you tattooed my brother. He he had the yeah with the, the lion. Fucking, yeah, with the lion. <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. I covered all that up for him. <clears throat> yeah, that 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 lion looks badass. Thanks. Yeah, that yeah, looks really thanks, good. Man. Yeah. yeah, we had a trippy lion and uh Yeah, what did he have like a snake going through a skull or something? Stupid. No, it was um it was an eagle tearing yeah, he through had his an eagle, skin. yep. And then uh and I think there was a, a the other one was like an incomplete snake that was going through a skull even, or something. Yeah, I don't even remember yeah, what it was. It, it was came something to tell. scribble. How hard is that to do? How hard is it to cover up stuff? Each one is different. Yeah, so each one's going to be different, and it it can get pretty hard. Because I mean, is it is it is there is there a possibility it's never really always covered up? Like, there's always. Oh yeah. You can see if you look hard enough, you should be able to still make out some parts. Or... Yeah. So, um, with cover ups, a lot of times you can kind of see the after. Like the scarring, scarring and yeah. stuff like that. Kind of like my tattoos will raise up once in a while. I'll, yep. I'll be able to like feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm not exactly sure what that is, but yeah, your nerves. Yeah, it's it's like, weird. It's not like all the time. It's... it's just like out of nowhere. I'll yeah. be like, you know, like cold or something, and I'll be like, oh, I can feel, I can feel it. Now. Yeah, and I think those are just your lymph nodes swelling up hmm. there. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, yeah, a little. But the cover ups are cool though. Do you like doing those? Yeah, I I like being able to do the cover ups, in especially if I'm doing a cover up cover up that's like, like the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did a I did a cover up of a of a koi, and uh, the koi fish he had was flesh colored and looked a lot like a cock. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this thing was like, oh my God. you know, pretty large. <laughs> right. And uh, so he large. said, he said, ever since they got it, he never wore shorts. He he, really? he who go to the beach, Where and was wear it? pants, right, um, right on his leg, be, in between his uh, knee and ankle. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, the poor guy never went to the beach because he was afraid to, of his. Because he was afraid. Yeah, he was afraid of what people would em- think. Embarrassed and, of and, his cock-looking, you know? flesh-colored. Yeah, ten years, fish. you know, and you go in for laser. It's never really gonna go away. It takes a, a year or two of laser plus whatever, yeah. however, however many thousands. But uh, yeah, I I covered it up. Um, so far, I think he's like. I don't know, like thirteen hundred dollars into it, and we got 
almost a a, a quarter half sleeve on his leg. Oh, really? Okay. And we got everything all all covered up. All covered up. It's gone. <laughs> what did you say when you first saw it? Like it looks like a dick on your leg? No, I, I, I mean, he dude, said that. Didn't yeah, he? he said it. He, right. He's the one that brought it up. He was like, dude, up, it looks like, like I got oh, a dick okay. on my leg. We got to cover this shit up. Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, I used to talk shit about tattoos or whatever mm-hmm. um, back when I first started doing this. And I was really opinionated on, on like what a good and a bad tattoo it was. was. Um, now that I've been doing it for a while... Uh, I my my opinion on what a good and a good and bad tattoo is is completely different than what you would probably normally think. Um the a good tattoo to me is the one that stayed and you enjoy. Right. That's okay. it. That's all that it takes. No matter how yeah. what the quality looks like. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, the the quality of uh of the tattoo or the the beauty of it or whatever that's in the eye of the beholder, you know what I mean? That 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 um you know you could look at at something on somebody's arm and go oh wow that looks like an 8 year old child drew it yeah and you it, could be talking shit to him about it right ask him about it in a rude way or whatever but you never know that actually might be their 6 year old child that drawing, drew it right. and drew it on them and that 6 year old child might not even be around anymore right and that's the memorial and now there. that you just brought it up in a negative way yeah how did now how does that feel you know yeah. what i mean so for sure so i'm very careful about um my just my opinion on on that kind of stuff is just is different now you know i see it from a whole another perspective gotcha so and uh, and I I feel like uh, I don't know I feel I feel good about being able to look at things that way I like I like being able to understand the world and the people around me a little bit better. So you feel like you can, you can tell a lot about someone from their tattoos. Um, I mean yes and no. I mean, have right? you ever had ones that like you were like yeah that's uh, yeah that makes sense you had that tattoo. It, it, well you know <laughs> what if there wasn't cliches and if there wasn't you know uh the then there wouldn't be cliches right, right? Yeah. like you sometimes you can tell a lot about somebody just by their clothes or the, yep. this or the that but never forget you know don't judge the book by the cover so, yeah because that could just be fake it could be real you know it's right not, it's just what they want you to See do you anyways. do you get people that come in and, and just whatever you want to do? Sometimes, yeah. yeah are, sometimes. are those fun or are those scary or uh, a little bit of both? It, it, even though that people tell me, "Oh man, just do whatever it is you want to do," I still force them. I'm like, "Yeah, well, if you do whatever I want to do, I'm I'm down to get paid, go home and play some video games." Right. <laughs> like, Here you there. <laughs> I'll just come do that with me. And then, but uh, they don't ever want to do that. They so then they choose something. <laughs> <laughs> Give me at least a guideline. Right, right. You know. All right, so. well, Adam. That's two hours. Yeah, that's quite a while, quite a long time. Thanks, man. What uh, <clears throat> what information you got out there? Someone wants to get a hold of you to do a tattoo. Where can they find you or look at your work? Yeah, it's uh, if you just uh, look up my name, Adam Seymour Art. And uh, I should be able to 
pop up on Google on my Facebook and Instagram comes up. I work right. at Eternal Tattoos over in Clawson. And uh, that's it. All right. Adam, check out his work because it's, it's phenomenal. I follow you on, on social media and stuff. I see some of the stuff that you're posting. is crazy. Awesome. Thank see, you. Sometimes you put up the little clips and other ones. I mean, <laughs> some pretty sick shit, man. And, uh, Thank you. The work that you've done for my family members and stuff, too. It's weird. Like, so many people. I mean, but that's good, though, right? Because yeah. it's like. I, I get to know <laughs> whole entire families yeah. and friend groups and. Uh, I don't. I don't think everybody actually really realizes how connected this entire community can be, is. Yeah. I mean, can be. I mean, like everyone knows everyone. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, Adam, again, I appreciate you joining and uh, jumping on the podcast. It was yeah. Very no, fun thanks having. for having me. It's yeah. been a pleasure. It was awesome. And uh, everyone, that was the ghetto. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the ghetto. Make sure to check out thegetupshow.com for more information on this episode's guests. While you're there, check out other episodes, leave a comment, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, shoot an email to contact at thegetupshow.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and share on Facebook at The Get Up Show Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at The Get Up Show and subscribe to The Get Up YouTube channel. The Get Up is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.